Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Previously on Lonely Boys. I know you only admitted you needed me so you could make me your drug mule. Uh, that sticky note was meant for Penelope. Frankly, with her attitude, she could use some time behind bars. So that's it. There's no, I'm sorry, I could have gotten you arrested. I realize he has like a deeper tone than I was using before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's the voice I was more accustomed to, Dan. Thank Dan, you did you have some helium before? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here. The party's lovely. Everything's obviously turned out fine, so I don't know what the fuck you're complaining about. Except that you sent Dan to get the wrong flowers. The tulips with the Hulk were pink. And I wrote that down. This one's on you, Humphrey. You wrote purple. Classic Stroop effect. Ah, yes, where you write or say a color that you see instead of the one you mean. Just so everyone's on the same page. You're not the only one who knows his, his neuro dysfunction. I'm, I know Stroop effect too, guys. You don't know anything about Stroop. Waffles. All right, well, wow. what? Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 4, Episode 17 of Gossip Girl, Empire of the Sun. But I'm not here by myself. I am here with someone who, uh, every time we go anywhere, I make him come 15 minutes later so we can pretend like we just ran into each other. It's Brendan Ruppel. Hello! I am your co-host, of course, The Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, the little cremation. I'm recording live as host from the Crematorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. Yes, cream. Um, it has been a while since we have recorded. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I was afraid that I was going to mess up my intro. I was afraid that you were going to mess up your intro, but we really nailed it. We really nailed it. Uh, this is impressive in its own right that we're even doing this. People should be so happy we're back. Uh, they've been clamoring for us. They need us. Every, I mean, everyone around us has just been begging us to come back. Please come back. Please. That's all I hear please, every day. Please. please. I mean, we really I only... morning runs and people out, are outside yep. their porches. Please come back. 
I mean, we do have another great guest, uh, but before we before we bring him in, and yes, I have just spoiled that it is a him, so you guys can all try to figure out who it might be. Uh, so much so much has happened. I, I this is now the first uh, podcast where I am in the new lo- same room, but a new location in the room. I'm facing a different wall, so that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> I felt it. Got it. Yes, I'm facing a I different. Thank wall. God, Chris McKinnis isn't here to hear I, this. <laughs> <laughs> she I got hate this. I got a uh, I got a new treadmill, so I, I br- it doesn't fit in the basement. Oh, yeah. So I brought How it long up. How did that take into- you to to put together? Uh, yeah, oh, the one that took me five hours to put together. That has happened in the time since we last podcasted. Uh, so it is here right next to me. I had to shuffle some things around to make room for it. So uh, that's that. Also, Brendan, I. It- something that I can blame on Facebook because they have not updated me in the last six days about a birthday. I missed your birthday. Uh, Happy, happy belated birthday, friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I figured you just, uh, you know, you're not a birthday guy, so you didn't say anything. Yeah, I, was like, eh. I mean, that's Zuckerberg's fault. If I saw it, I, w- I would have wished you a happy birthday. I only remembered because my mom said to me today, oh, did Brendan not have a, a birthday party this year? I guess she was upset she didn't get the invite. Um, <laughs> and you went, gulp! I forgot! <laughs> I said, no! He probably didn't invite me because I forgot to wish him a happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, I had a birthday party yesterday on, on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it big time. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah. that's that's all I have to say to you. So let's. Our guest has been patiently waiting in the wings to be brought in, and uh, now we can finally do that. It is another member of the Two Timers Club. We're really building that that bad boy up. I, I think it's uh, the twelfth member of the Two Timers Club at this point. Uh, you may know him from the the world-renowned Dom and Colin podcast. And by process of elimination, uh, if you're thinking that Dom just came on, so it's probably not him, then you know that it is Colin Stone. Colin, welcome back to the podcast. Wow, hello. Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Brendan, I too have been meaning to wish you a happy birthday for quite some time now. So glad I could squeeze that one in. For years. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Colin, just wishing you a happy birthday only seconds after I do. And now... You know, yesterday I recorded a different podcast (laughs) on my birthday, uh, and I didn't let the guest who it was, it was a person we don't really know. We were interviewing people, and uh, I I did the intro by letting them know it was my birthday, uh, and they're like, "Wow!" <laughs> it was, Whoa! I, I, I love like dropping that bomb on people. Like, hey, I, I uh, you didn't get me. Anything. I thought you were gonna say that they spent the whole time. You're like, "Wow, that's so interesting!" Without actually saying "Happy Birthday," and it was like an action. It was like a slight. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, w- I wouldn't wish you a happy birthday if you if you, if you did that to me on a podcast. <laughs> time power move for sure. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, let's let's do our favorite uh, segment to uh, to start off the uh, to start off the podcast before before we get into the gossip girl nonsense. Uh, this is for the banter only freaks, the people who only wish listen to the first ten minutes of the podcast. Oh, this qualifies as banter too. Uh, well, I know you don't like it when I proclaim what is and is not banter, so I will refrain from answering that trick question, Brendan. You <laughs> <laughs> almost walked right into it. Brendan, it's been, what, almost a month since we've recorded. Has anything weird happened to you in the last month? Yes. You know, oh. Something that happened to me, I think even before last record, it was so long ago, but I don't think we did this segment that time or it something still happened. still sticking with you, apparently. Yeah, and it I, I really has stuck with me. I've, I've, I've even told this story a couple times to people in real life, which is strange. Usually you save all the stories for the podcast, and you are silent in front of others. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, but last time, uh, Gina Dorsa was home, friend of the pod. We went to the Venetian Shores restaurant bar in, uh, in Lindenhurst mm-hmm. called Catch. I don't know if you've been in uh, recent years, but it is a uh, quite the interesting place full of old leather boomers uh, that are like absolutely destroyed on uh rum runners and painkillers and all all the all the 
kind of tiki, tiki drinks. Sounds like my kind of place. And, yeah, it's it's a wacky, wild place, and it's, it was kind of funny to be there for, as like from like a like I don't I guess like a people watching standpoint. Uh, so we're there, and I'm online to go to the bathroom. I'm next in line. There's two urinals, and both are being used. I'm the next one up, and there's an old man next to me. There's an like, old man uh, peeing next yeah. to me. <laughs> Uh, so he's he's behind me. I'm next. No available urinals yet. He nudges me. <laughs> Already point, great. Point, points to the sink and looks at me as if to say, "Why aren't you going there?" <laughs> <laughs> and I look and I look at him. And I said, "That's a sink." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, oh, sorry, sorry." <laughs> and then I proceed to pee after when it's in my the turn. Sink. Oh. So like, yeah, in the sink. So, like, one of two things happened. Like, one, he was, like, mad I didn't go pee in the sink. And then once I, like, called him out on it, it pretended to, like, not, like, realize it wasn't a urinal. So, I I don't know. I I think if I just went for the sink, he would have been, like, perfect. He did it. Now I can do it next. Right. But once I didn't do it, he's like, oh, I didn't realize that was that sink was uh, He was really testing the waters. No, that was, yeah. that's, that's good. That's a fun story. I like, I like so that. Oh. I, I bet you that would have happened with almost anyone online behind, behind him, y- too. You think that. Anyone would have like taken the bait and peed in the sink besides you, or like anyone would they have. Would, anyone would have asked me. I, I, guess, okay. I guess both. 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 Because okay. it's just like that kind of clientele. That I mean, that is that's that's a fun story. I'm glad you. I glad I'm glad you haven't told me that until now on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Colin, you've had no time to prepare for this segment. But has anything weird happened to you in the, since the last time you've recorded a podcast? I uh, actually thank you for asking. It absolutely <laughs> has. Uh, a, I love this oh, segment. A couple of minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard a guy repeatedly say online instead of inline, and then a Billy Joel reference <laughs> dropped, and I just magically t- transported to Long Island. Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> no, there, actually, there honestly has been something super strange that happened to me since the last time I recorded a podcast, and I should, before I even tell this story, accept at least some percentage of the blame for this podcast being delayed because my computer seemingly just like spontaneously combusted but it happened at like such an odd time where i was fine watching pants off dance off yes, on your computer yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i recently got into a tv show not entirely unlike lost where it's kind of just like a big mystery box weird stuff is happening all over the place situation it's called from uh it's on like mgm plus or whatever I checked it out, really liked it, watched the entire first season basically straight through and made it through nine of the 10 season two episodes before wondering to myself, because this just finished airing its second season. And it's the kind of show where you just know it is going to have like an agonizing cliffhanger between seasons. But after after just kind of like internally debating with myself about do I want to just blast through all of this or do i want to kind of save a little bit knowing that it will be there and i'll have less on my mind uh if i don't have this cliffhanger weighing over me i ultimately chose to just bang it out watch the finale and wait my 11 and a half months before i get to find out the resolution i put it on a few minutes into watching my computer legit like somehow 
caught on fire or so the, the, the fire was barely <laughs> overstating it but like i heard something kind of snap and then i smelled smoke so i very quickly just <laughs> shut down my computer uh, like just closed the lid of this laptop and put it outside in case anything bad was about to happen but i kind of took that as a spirit from the spirit uh, excuse me a signal from the spirits uh that mm -hmm. this was not my time to be watching this finale i still haven't watched the finale uh, although i'd look forward to eventually doing so which actually is going to have to be relatively soon because i got one of my other friends into the show and he just blasted through uh the first season and will definitely spoil me on it uh whenever the time <laughs> comes that he finishes season two but yeah that was one of the freakier things that's happened to me in a while other than of course the aforementioned guy saying online instead of in line yeah i mean that's arguably uh probably more more strange than than, than the uh, the computer set, <laughs> yeah anyway uh, on I, fire. i'm happy to now have a hopefully non-haunted computer for this podcast that will remain intact throughout <laughs> yes i mean hopefully it's not a thing where every time you watch try to watch that episode your computer catches on fire i haven't even be, dared uh, to re-download it yet yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. not not until you absolutely need to, um, Brendan. I I've had a story lined up for this segment for so long. I I told it on the the Talking Texas Forever podcast that I was just on. I told it there. I figured I'd t I'd tell it here as well. Uh, but so much more has happened since then. My my chest has exploded while I was teaching uh, at summer school. Uh, I, I've hit another parked Your car. Chest exploded. Yes, I've hit I've hit another. Parked car. That, that one is, I knew. Yeah, five yeah. in my yeah. You've like, you like the tweet. Baby. That's five in my lifetime. If you're keeping track at home, uh, so that's that. You know, and on also I was able to tell uh, this story about you hitting two cars in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I don't three point turns because you know yeah. three points, two chances to hit a car. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so don't do that anymore. So there's just there, there's just so much, and you know what? We don't have time for any of it. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. But yes, my, my, my chest did explode when it was gushing, disgusting liquids 10 minutes before oh. I had to teach a classroom and I didn't did know what like to do. like a pimple on your chest? It was like, a, and not to gross out our, our listeners, it was like a, a cyst that had been growing and then like when oh. I got dressed for work, I guess the tie was kind of, it's like right where my oh. tie knot goes, so it was like pressing down on it and then I've all of a sudden- I've seen you with some like, nasty chest pimples before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for bringing that <laughs> so up. So that's what I thought. I mean, the joke is very much on me here for sitting here thinking, well, it's not like this story is going to contain a weirder explosion than mine did, but job well done there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I took I took the, your challenge, and yeah. I, I I had to, I had to uh, get weirder. Do you there. tie your tie like close to your crotch by any chance? And, what? No. What kind of question is that? <laughs> okay, I, I'm just wondering. Okay, um, let's you know. On that note, let's uh, let's get into the There's episode. An explosion, that's why I asked. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you for that, um, <laughs> Brendan. It is time for your favorite. Uh, segment of the show for your for your time to shine I, I should say you you had been on a roll but we have taken a little bit of a break so we'll see if that cooled you off uh, the episode title for this episode that we just watched is Empire of the Sun uh, and uh, you know note <laughs> it is spelled S O N Empire of the Sun do you, mm -hmm, do you know what mm -hmm. this might be based off of or what the title is referenced well to? you know you're you're right there's this could be a period of time where I need some heating up after cooling off uh, mm -hmm. in the off season. It's like a player coming off the IL, and you need some time to maybe you know some some games down in AAA before you come up and really start hitting well. But I think it's, it's like we're playing the Oakland Athletics here because <laughs> I, I don't need any time 
in rehab. Uh, this is going to be Empire of the Sun, S-U-N. Brandon, it is based on the 1987 movie Empire of the Sun, spelled S-U-N. I, I, you know, I debated whether I should point out the spelling, but it just seemed unfair if you didn't know that it was spelled no, S-O-N, yeah. and yeah. I, you would have gotten it anyway, I think. So, Brandon, after starting 0 for 5, you are now 10 for 17. Your hot streak continues. This season is so dumb. I mean, in all, in every aspect. <laughs> Uh, and I, I looked ahead to the next title because the way that Max is laid out, it, it, it doesn't give you a yeah. chance not to. Fucking hate um, Max. That one, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I have no idea what the next title is going to be. <laughs> what is the next title? Just so I can also feel clueless. Uh, let's see. I have it written somewhere here. It is the kids. Uh, what is it? The kids. The ki- well, I, I don't. I actually don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, do you remember what it was, Brendan? It's something the kids, but it seems that I had stopped. Uh, uh, the kids stay in the picture. Oh, it is the kids stay in the picture. All right, I, I, think I, that I feel one, sufficiently like, clueless now, so I'm happy to be on the same okay. page. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, great. I mean, we'll talk about it later, I, I guess a little bit maybe, but as far as next week goes in this segment, I don't know what I'm going to do to change around those words, if anything. Well, Brendan, you have five days to figure it out. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um Colin, have you wa- been watching any Gossip Girl since the uh, since the last time you've recorded with us? Believe it or not, I haven't. Uh, I wow. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, I I believe it. I, I mean, I don't know how quickly we want to dive into things, uh, but to give my just kind of overall take though on watching this episode, having not seen anything since like the middle or maybe near the end of season one. I was very nervous that I was going to be like totally clueless about what was going on and just kind of flapping in the wind uh, at tracking things as they were happening. But I did feel like it was like riding a bike where I remembered all, all these right. characters that I loved so much uh, from my initial season one binge. And I didn't feel totally in over my head. Great. I believe I believe you were the uh, the first guest to ever give an episode an A, so you did have that distinction. Oh, yes. Uh, so we'll see if this episode can shine as brightly as that one did. Uh, it starts with Rufus and Lily, and we don't know exactly what's happening, but Rufus tells Lily, you know, we'll get through this. Uh, there's a lawyer there. He tells Lily that they're ready for us. Rufus says he'll be waiting. They kiss, and Lily is off to meet the district attorney and give her statement. So, uh, again, we are... This is, I, I believe, the third time in this show that we are starting uh, in media res. Because we're, yeah, it is. <laughs> we're, I don't know why really they, stupid. they love going to this well a little bit, and we're gonna flash back uh, twelve hours. What what a difference a day makes, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess is that that's the point. Like, right? what, were we gonna turn it off if we didn't know that Lily is gonna talk to a district attorney at some point in this episode? Right. I mean, easily if you just snip that scene and put it at the end. The same effect. <laughs> Nothing changes for me. I, I mean, I just am personally thrilled to see the genius really flexing its influence over <laughs> Gossip Girl too. Yep, the, the genius strikes back. It strikes again. Yeah. The inventors the of the flashback storytelling. <laughs> Gossip Girl taking a lesson from the genius. Uh, Gossip Girl, the narrator, tells us that Rome wasn't built in a day, and of course, uh, she by that she means uh, Ganesh, friend of the pod, who that it was his uh, favorite favorite saying back in the day. <laughs> As we go 12 hours earlier, uh, Chuck is all over the news. Bass Industries has been saved thanks to Mr. Bradley Kidd. Uh, Raina is still at Nate's place, we see. Serena has a missed call from Vanessa, and she's like, what the fuck? Why is she calling me? And uh, Blair's also watching Chuck on the news. The The bottom of the screen reads, Bass rings bell. Uh, kind of lazy by, by the news by the news people. I, I, yeah, I guess there's uh, 
two Bs out of three yeah, words. It's pretty pretty good ratio. Some alliteration, I guess. <laughs> Bastard spell. I, I really think they could have done better. Is, that, is, oh, it, is there a pun that. there that I'm missing? I feel stupid right now. Uh, you know, no, no, no. I guess this cause is because he, he fucks <laughs> so like ringing someone's bell is like banging them. So don't think so. But I, I think that uh, <laughs> I, I this is a question. This could be so. its own segment. I think every week we are they are just throwing the word bass into things, and we're like, is that a pun or a play on words, or are they just using the word <laughs> how, bass how to replace something? <laughs> is Chuck Bass at this point in the narrative that they that he's just it's like Musk rings bell? How, how right. is he on a I, last I, name only basis with the world? <laughs> I think he's supposed to be pretty famous. I think he is. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the newspaper didn't just say Chuck rings bass. Like that's Chuck- something that they would have done. <laughs> Chuck rings bass rings bell. Um, I, you know, since you have, I, I'm sure you picked up on uh, in this episode, Colin. But since you've last been on the podcast, uh, his father has died, and he has kind of taken over everything. So he is like, uh, it's, it's. I guess he's supposed to be pretty famous. His dad was like. Uh, a well-known real estate developer in the city worth $12 billion or whatever. And now uh, he's kind of inherited everything is the head of best industries and also runs a hotel company. So uh, I, I guess, you know, people watching the news are going to know who this 19 uh, mm-hmm. year old mogul is. Yeah. yeah especially for the, the age too. I think he's probably more famous than his dad was just cause he's like a rich child. Right. Okay. Got it. That makes sense. And yeah, I did eventually pick up on the fact that his dad had died, but it was at like the 39 minute mark of this episode that it became clear to me that Bart was no longer in the picture. Yeah. At which point did it become clear that Rufus killed him though? Oh, so I was going to ask, uh, I, I, not, uh, not about specifically Rufus killing him necessarily, but if there uh, were any, uh, like shocking deaths between season one and season four, cause I also noticed, uh, that by this point, I want to say her name was Jenny, is not at least in this episode. Right. Ah, Rufus killed her as yeah. well. Okay. Jenny has Good not, to, got it. Uh, Jenny, no, no. Jenny has not died. Jenny has met a, a fate wor- worth, worse than death. She has been banished to upstate New York. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not, it's not allowed, yeah, no one is not allowed to return to the city. <laughs> yeah, so she is, she's banished. She lives in Hudson now. Um, and I, I think the only death, unless I'm misremembering, the only death so far has been Bart Bass. And they want us to believe that it was a car accident. Brendan has been working on this theory for a while that Rufus is the one that killed him. Okay, well, I'm solidly team Brendan here. I like that theory yeah. a lot more. Yes, <laughs> see? And I don't know much if I'm working it on so much as, as much as I'm just like throwing it in people's faces right. and hope they latch onto <laughs> just it saying. as well. I mean, they brought him up again. So it seems like maybe this plot line isn't as closed as we'd like to yeah, believe it to be. Uh, speaking of Charles Bass, he struts into Thorpe's office. Uh, Thorpe thinks he's here to gloat, but Chuck is actually here to see Raina to invite her to his big party tonight to celebrate him saving his company. And he tells Russell that he's welcome to attend as well, which is uh, very thoughtful of him. And he says, sorry, I didn't come to gloat. I've just always been a multitasker. And Big Thorpe asks a fair question that maybe is his victory lap a little premature. Uh, it seems like he might know something that we don't. And so he just politely declines Chuck's invite, lets him know that, uh, you know, recording Reyna, he, you might want to check with your buddy Nate Archibald since they've been spending a lot of time together the last few days. And uh, he tells him, uh, you know, I see that's something else you weren't aware of. So he he gets Chuck here. You know, even every, every time Chuck thinks he has the upper hand on Russell and Russell always mm-hmm. just has something to throw back at him. Yeah, I mean, this scene starts, and I'm like, why couldn't we have just been fucking done with this last week? And then I remember it's <laughs> Damien's stupid fault for like for bringing up this information. Who's not even in the episode? He, he's done. He, he's he, on the oil rig. Yeah, he he just popped in real quick to be like, hey, uh, I have some information for you that you might want. And it, it could have all been said and done if it wasn't for that little scene at the end of uh, 
two weeks ago now, right. I guess. And yet, throughout the whole episode, when people are wondering how Russell knows this, no one thinks, oh, Damien, the only other person who knew this, that we know knew this because Eric told us he told Damien. So I, I don't know how they didn't put these pieces together, that it was Damien. To be honest, I, I didn't I put it together that it was Damien either. Sorry, but I did not well, know. Well, yeah, I know, as the avid watcher that you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he also lets Chuck know that, you know, the deal may close tomorrow, but you tell Lily I'll see you both tonight. Uh, so it looks like Damien has made good on his threat and that Thorpe holds the cards yet again. And he had a point. Maybe Chuck shouldn't have been victory lapping so soon after all. Like, why, why is Chuck having the party tonight if the deal doesn't close until tomorrow? Yeah, that is a, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait till it's yeah, final, yeah, reg- Regardless of, like, what Thorpe has planned, just, yeah, just wait a day. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Colin knew exactly what was going on this entire time. He, uh, yes, yes. You know, they, did a, they did a very good job of, you know, laying, laying down all the, all the groundwork for, for people that may be jumping in three seasons later or two seasons later, however long it's been. I mean, to give a non-sarcastic answer, while I did not know about the Damien of it all, I did get the general vibe of what was going on, that Chuck thought he had it all in the bag and yeah. Thorpe was there to kind of uh, turn the tables on him at the last second. But And I'm sorry that I, I'm sure this has either come up or not come up one way or the other uh, in the episode, however many episodes he's been in to this point. But the guy who plays Thorpe, Michael Boatman, what were your histories with this gentleman? Was this someone that you recognized and or were excited to see? Absolutely no history with the Boatman. Uh, I only know him (laughs) from playing uh, Big Russell Thorpe here on Gossip Girl. Okay, because Michael Boatman was certainly on my TV quite a bit uh, in like my childhood between Spin City and Arliss, and I best knew him from... I think it was the very first season of The Celebrity Mole. Uh, And I had completely forgotten about this dude, but really got to say that the the Boatman experience 20 years later or so was really hidden for me again. (laughs) I'm I'm happy for you. I'm hoping that you got uh, a good good Boatman episode here as he is front and center. Was he a villain in any of these other shows? Because I think he really is good at the like villain monologue that he gets in like all of his episodes he gets to do. I mean, I think he only really speaks in villain monologues. (laughs) Essentially, yes. I think he was more of kind of like uh, a intelligent, like wisecracker that mm. was like the often like the third or fourth lead on whatever shows he right. was doing. But he well, he was certainly he is, a regular presence right. and one that I enjoyed for quite some time. And I'm very happy that this show uh, allowed me to kind of jog those memories. Well, this is, of course, why we gave you this episode. We knew about your yes. love for Michael Boatman. And, you know, he's been he's been a pretty effective villain in this uh, this second half of the fourth season. Um, speaking of the Thorpes, Nate is discussing plans with Raina Thorpe. And Raina thinks it all sounds great, but she wants to know if Nate has told Chuck about us yet. And Nate's like, we're an us? And normally I would make fun of Nate for not knowing this, but I was just as confused by this because when did yeah, it happen? When did, when did they become an us? They went on. Yeah, they, 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 they hung out for a day. They walked through it. Central. Park together and then played uh, video games when they came home and now all of a sudden and now they're engaged yeah apparently and so uh, <laughs> Raina tells Nate she really likes him but doesn't want to become be, come between him and his best friend uh, even if the best friend is Chuck Bass I don't know how she thinks there would be any other outcome than exactly that if they dated since uh, she kind of had a thing <laughs> with Chuck and now she's having a thing with his best friend Nate but uh, I guess she's optimistic and she gives him an out uh, says that he can cut and run but 
uh, Nate's like, you know, our little day together was was so good that uh, this is worth, you know, my my friendship with Chuck. Let let's go for it. And um, Raina tells Nate that there's something she should know about her. Uh, she says, "My dad and I are Notre Dame fans," which so uh, obviously not going to work <laughs> since Nate's apparently a big Villanova boy. So uh, I guess kids are out of the question. Uh, I don't know much about this rivalry, but uh, I mean, can you imagine that anyone that watches Gossip Girl live right now knows what the hell they're talking about? <laughs> I mean. Colin, whose side are you on between the Notre Dame-Villanova rivalry? Notre Dame was such a trendy team to be like a fair-weather fan of, not entirely unlike the Yankees, uh, in my childhood <laughs> that I'm tempted to lean Villanova. But do I not know where Villanova is? Like, why, why would a New York person have ties to Villanova? I don't know, and I don't know, and I don't know where Villanova. I, I, I Villanova thought it was in like either. the Greater Philly or Pennsylvania, kind of. said, well, now I got to look it up and find out. But uh, oh, yeah, I am also looking it up. Uh, Brendan, do yeah, you I'm, know? Uh, before we reveal, do you know where Villanova is? Uh, the V makes me want to say like Virginia or something, but uh, well, that is I, a I trick guess... that your that is a trick that your mind is playing on you. Yeah. <laughs> I found the answer, Virginia. In case anyone, as did I, uh, is curious. Yeah, it Let's is it. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, if my sources are correct. And my source is okay. Wikipedia. Likewise. Yeah. So I can <laughs> so, see maybe like the the, Van, uh, the Vanderbilts, I keep saying that, the Archibalds, went, the family went to school there. I, I'm guessing there's at least one building named after them at Villanova, yeah, sure. in this, yeah. In this <laughs> timeline. Yeah, so I don't know. Apparently they, they both have have, uh, have horses in this, in this race. So um, we find out who Blair was texting. Uh, before when when she told whoever it was to, to we, come we over knew. yeah and i say find out even though we obviously know it's dan and again they're not hooking up or anything crazy at least until the end of the episode but again they're just talking about articles and art exhibits and blair wants to go over the field trip procedures again blair is going to go to this exhibit first scout the place out see if they know anyone there and then dan is supposed to come at least 10 minutes later which this is so much i can't even imagine being <laughs> so ashamed of a friend that i had to do this like, they're both down for it it's like usually there's one person that's like oh, do i really have to do this fine i'll do it for you though but they're both like yep this is what we have to do of no, course yeah both of them don't want the other other people to know <laughs> that they're friends uh they want to go with the plausible deniability and make it look like they just ran into each other and so uh blair's like do you want to explain to someone that we went somewhere together and dorota calls up to blair so uh blair forces dan to hide in the bathroom uh these two continue to be very comical i i, I still love yeah. blair and dan again the only thing doing it for me in the show or as of, as of this moment uh, it's also funny that they do feel the need to hide from each other because, or from other people as a duo because even before this little stint of their quote-unquote friendship, they do spend a lot of time together, whether they want to or not. They're they're not, like, never seen together. Right, but I don't think ever just the two of them, really. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't think I would think anything of it. I was like, oh, there's Blair and, like, her best friend's ex-boyfriend. Well, that's the point. The, the, the point is made that <laughs> the point is made that since they have been so secretive about it, now everyone thinks they're hooking up because they're being stupid and not just being like, okay, by the way, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. So right, no, uh, no two Dorota people Co- this hot ever need to give any reasons for why they're <laughs> in the same exactly. room together. Like the society just gets it. Yeah, yeah. And, and they should. But so. Dorota comes in because she for, forgot her claim ticket, and she, she's been suspicious of Blair this whole time. She called her out in a, in the breakfast scene earlier, saying that something's going on with Blair because, you know, she's not complaining as much, um, and she's on a juice cleanse for some reason. So she asks Blair who she was talking to, and Blair tells Dorota that her sixth sense is playing tricks on her, uh, 
So she offers to go with Dorota to get her dress for the party tonight, and she makes the mistake of walking out before Dorota. So Dorota picks up the magazine once Blair's left, uh, the magazine that Dan had conveniently brought over, and she sees his name on it, and she's like, Daniel Humphrey. Daniel Humphrey! What a reaction. (laughs) She definitely thinks they're fucking. She decides to take the magazine with her so that she she can use it for a great reveal in the the next scene with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. I I think Dorota... Is one of the better parts of this episode. This episode too. Dorota was the, the what, I mean, easy. Of course, you're, you're going to think. Oh, so I'm so sorry that I keep just cutting in over everyone no, no. as they're not even no, close that's, to that's, finish. It's it's the Matt Lagory rule. It, show is. The Matt Lagory Matt Lagory rule of podcasting. If you have something that is more interesting to say, <laughs> cut off the other person. I, I was just going to agree. I'm sorry, Brendan. Uh, that Dorota during the early, if not like entirety of of this episode, was one of the MVP candidates for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I really like when Dorota is not just following Blair around, but now she's she's more on the offensive in yes. this episode. Yeah, she was uh, she was a strong MVP candidate. She usually is when she has like a a, a bigger role in an episode. You will will yeah, tend yeah. to put her on the short list for MVP. Um, Serena is not on anyone's shortlist for MVP, I'm assuming. Uh, she pays Ben a visit, and he asks what she's doing there, and Serena's like, well, I was wondering why you weren't answering any of my calls, because um, she has also been complaining all day that they they did the deed in the last episode, and ever since then, Ben has not been talking to her, uh, and so she is a little upset there. So she, so she does the, the unannounced pop-in, which uh, everyone loves. It's a great move. <laughs> you gotta love that. Yeah. Blair uh, asks her, like, I forget exactly what the question was, but uh, Serena answers like, oh, he knew. Oh, she has like, oh, did he know that you enjoyed yourself? And she's like, oh, he knew I enjoyed myself, which to me sounds like maybe he really didn't like his end of it because you were so fucking loud and were screaming like a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, because she's, like, oh, she's like, oh, he knew. And Blair's like, well, no, he's a guy and guys are idiots. So he probably didn't know. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know how Serena thinks she made it like explicitly known that know. <laughs> she was going, oh, Benny boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> That is a really good Serena impression, I must say. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call her back either. <laughs> so so Serena's looking for like a a pride boost here because she is swallowing her pride coming over. And Ben just is clearly uncomfortable and tells Serena that now isn't a good time. So her pride is definitely not going to be boosted at all by this. And I guess it serves her right for, for the unannounced pop-in, which nothing nothing good usually comes yeah. from one of those. And the two of them when, have been inseparable lately and they, he hasn't he hasn't talked to her in three days. That is kind of insane. That, no, it, it is. It's weird that he didn't give her like a heads up or anything like, uh, hey, <laughs> can't talk for a little while, uh, but I'm still right. here. Don't worry. You can sneak away for a second just to call her back. Right. Like a little, yeah. Well, Ben sucks. We all we all know this. And that's when we find out suck. he does have another girl over, and that girl is his mom. And, it is mommy. Uh, she, she's basically like, what the fuck is Serena doing here? And Ben awkwardly introduces them. What uh, is your student doing here? <laughs> yeah, what is your former student doing here that uh, that put you in jail? And This is the third former student that's walked up <laughs> to try and find you here. Serena, like, feigns happiness to meet her, but Mrs. Sharp is not interested in doing that. And Ben explains to his mom that, oh, Serena is, I told you, she's friends with my roommate, Dan. And uh, then he has the nerve to tell her that, you know, Dan's not here right now, but I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell him that you stopped by. So he is going to pretend like he is not... Uh, you know, in a relationship with his former student, Serena. This is even, this is seen so much funnier in retrospect after you find it later that his mom knew the whole time that he was dating <laughs> Serena. He looks like such a fucking fool here. <laughs> yeah, I told you that she's friends with my roommate. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to do it, but I am very 
much struggling to resist the temptation right now, just like full disclosure, to just cut in every single time Brendan talks for the rest of the podcast. I'm not going to do it, <laughs> but I... Uh, we'll see. Th- th- this is my way of cleansing that It was my birthday yesterday. You better be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now you guys are just talking over each other. (laughs) Honestly, I deserve it. Uh, But quickly, I'm so sorry to do this because I'm literally the only person who doesn't know the answer. What was Ben teaching people? Um, Ben was a some sort of literature teacher at uh, Serena's boarding school, which she went to when she was uh, in uh, ninth and tenth grade, I believe, maybe just tenth grade. Uh, So and. He went to jail for having an inappropriate relationship with Serena, which uh, they make it very clear that they did not, you know, do anything sexual, which is the the whole thing that Lily forged an affidavit or to uh, forge Serena's signature on an affidavit uh, to put him in jail to keep him away from her. But they were definitely having an inappropriate relationship and uh, sneaking off across state lines to go to bed and breakfast together. Uh, so definitely not great. And now as soon as he gets out of jail, he starts dating said student that uh, was the reason he went to jail in the first place. Okay. So just a creepy situation all around. Got it. Yeah. And I did gather that there was some sort of like high stakes drama going on that was putting people into <laughs> and out of jail, but I was never actually clear <laughs> yeah. on what it was. That, may, that <laughs> All of that checks out though for uh, Gossip Girl in my view. Yep, that is that is a one of the most gossip girl plots that you could have. Probably. The last time and I was so- on, there was like an insane age gap relationship. I'm spacing on the. They love the, it. The, the they like love little they word do love guy. The age gap. Yep, yep. So uh, Nate was was dating, I believe, the Duchess, yes. and then the Lord yeah, yeah. was dating Blair. So <laughs> the Lord's mother was dating Nate. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a whole thing. And yeah, the, this, Nate in particular does love dating the older women, but this show does love an age gap. And Ben is supposed to be what, like twenty six years old, and you know, at, at least maybe thirty. He's probably like thirty at this point. He looks thirty. Yeah, and Serena's like pushing 20 maybe 19. so yeah a great a, another great age gap and ben goes to talk to serena in the hallway and like we know now that his mom knew what was going on the whole time but if she didn't wouldn't his mom be wondering why he followed dan's friend out into the hallway to have a chat with her after telling her that dan wasn't here <laughs> like what does she think is happening right no, now? no uh he's not around let me talk to you out here for a minute <laughs> i i can't believe we have to see this play out like i, I don't even know if i'm pissed off at <laughs> ben for being a little bitch and like lying to his mom about serena even though he desperately wants to date her or if i'm more pissed at serena for just like assuming that ben would just tell his mom that he was dating his teenage former student who put him in jail and is just like supposed to be okay with that like Serena really thought he had already told her and it just wasn't noteworthy. She's like, you didn't tell your mom about us. <laughs> right. No, yeah, this is this is the, the part that I hate about this particular plot line. It's like, I don't know who to be more mad at yeah. throughout the entirety of it. Actually, I'm not pissed at either of them because like I have to care about just... them in order to be pissed and I, I don't care about either of them. And, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Ben admits he hasn't told his mom and Serena just like hilariously asks, well, why not? Like, uh, <laughs> you know the answer to that, Serena. <laughs> <laughs> so... <sighs> Lily and Vanya are in the penthouse, and Vanya gives her the outfits for tonight, and one of them is the classic orange prison jumpsuit with a note, might want to wear this tonight. Like, how did how did that prankster Russell pull this off? <laughs> what a prank. Also, yeah, how did Vanya not notice that this was, like, not uh, something she would wear? Oh, interesting theme for tonight's gala. I had the same thought. <laughs> I just want to know how Russell like, got this into the mix of outfits to give over to Lily. Like that, that's quite quite the practical joke from Russell. And I was, was going to say that that actually that uh, like joke sucks. <laughs> no, you didn't, sucks. you didn't like it. 
I think I was just like in a bad mood this episode or something. I don't know. I was also falling asleep through half of it. It was, oh my it was bad. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> was I was actually a little higher on this episode than I've been on previous episodes. I guess I you disagree. I, I just I feel like I was I haven't watched the show in so long compared to what we usually do. Right. That going into I was like really dreading going into this this uh, episode, and I think <laughs> so, that, that I'm so sorry. That feeling felt throughout. I'm so sorry we had to podcast about this show again. It was like back in the day when. Um, Lydia Chimiri told everyone that the other guys sucked, and she was like the hot sister we knew of our friend group. And everyone's like, everyone going to the movie was like, "Oh yeah, it, it sucks." And they watched it like, "Yeah, it was bad," just like Lydia said. And I think me and you and a couple other people were like, "No, that was fucking hysterical." <laughs> and the other guys was hysterical. I stand by that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> what, One what of the is... unsung Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other guys is very good. Uh, what is, <laughs> is this a show? That uh, although I might change my mind if a hot enough woman told me that it was bad, uh, is this <laughs> is this a show that the general consensus is it starts like deteriorating in quality over time, or is this still kind of like firing four seasons in? I I do believe that the general sen- some people say that like well some people say that it's bad from beginning to end. Uh, a lot of people say that it's bad after the high school years. Uh, you know some people say that this is when it starts getting bad. I have the hard stance that the first three and a half seasons are good, and at the midway point of season four is when it starts to get pretty bad, and that is the era that we are in now. We are in the second half of season four. Glad I could join you for it. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I think the podcasting will be very fun because we all have plenty to to complain yeah, about. Yeah. The writers at this point just don't know what to do anymore, and they are just throwing things at the wall, and they will continue to do that until the end of the until the end of the series. Um, yeah. So Ben and Serena are still in the hallway, and Ben tells Serena he hasn't been returning her calls because his mom's been here, and you know th- this grown man can't even tell his mom about the girl he's dating because she correctly would be pissed off that he's dating her. So uh, just another reason why. Uh, Serena should end this disgusting relationship, but uh, she's still not putting those pieces together. And Serena is confident she could change her opinion. She's like, no, 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 I didn't put you in jail. My mom did. So her issues with my mom, not with me. And she's like, I'll, I let you win over my family. I just want the same chance. So let's do dinner, just the three of them at my place. And uh, Serena just thinks she can magically win her over. She is uh, deranged and delusional, I think. She is. She acts like she's not a part of this at all. Just because her mom was the one that did the thing. Doesn't mean that Serena's like it was. It was you're still involved in the whole thing. I, I can understand like the mom not wanting to see you. No, so but she, she d- cannot think. She's like, but I'm Serena. Everyone loves me, so just put me in a room with her. <laughs> right, I mean, my mom's bad. I'm good. I, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way about myself. Put me in a room for a couple hours with someone, and they'll they'll agree with me by the end. Yeah, by yeah. the end of it. Yeah. By the end of the couple of hours. One-on-one conversations. That's all people like me and Serena need. <laughs> Any more than that. It's- disaster yeah exactly i'm glad everyone agrees uh lily and chuck uh lily shows chuck the jumpsuit and tells him that someone knows chuck just like stares at the jumpsuit for 10 seconds and then it just goes like subtle and chuck is able to put together that this was probably russell because he was being very cryptic when they met earlier and he wants to shut down thorpe's lead and he his opinion or his theory is that it's ben and lily's like no no it can't be ben uh because i like him now if this was any other episode before last week i would agree with you but as of last week me and ben are friends so i do not think it was him and so uh lily just apologizes to charles for this happening and uh chuck is gonna say uh, that he'll, he'll he'll find out he he, he's gonna he's gonna try to figure this out. Lily's gonna try to talk to Serena, and uh, they're on the hunt for who the lead is. Um, in the meantime, Dan and Rufus are on the sidewalk, and 
Rufus is questioning why Dan wanted to get coffee with his old man, and it's because Dan needs some advice, uh, but he needs to keep the details vague, and Rufus says he likes that because it makes parenting a challenge, and I think Rufus should stick to parenting on easy mode, to be honest. I don't think, I don't think he needs challenges. <laughs> he doesn't either. need a challenge. Jenny was yeah. a challenge, and he failed miserably, I think. Let's stick to the easy stuff. Yeah, he acts like he's a father of the year every year. <laughs> And so Dan asks Rufus if he's ever hung out with someone that he wasn't able to tell people about. And Rufus is like, you mean hang out, hang out? Or, you know, hang out, hang out. And Dan immediately regrets his decision. I immediately regretted his decision, by the way, after hearing it framed in those (laughs) terms. (laughs) Yeah. I think we all immediately regretted that decision. (laughs) Uh, You want to hear about all the people I hung out with when I was on the road? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear about that. Rufus, uh, Let's Dan know that when he and Lily started hanging out again, they didn't want anyone to know. And then Rufus says uh, what Brendan's been thinking for the last couple of weeks. He, he says that uh, friendship can be an excuse or a cover when there's something more you don't want to admit or you're too scared to explore. So yes, uh, Brendan yes. thought that maybe something more is brewing. And you heard it here first from Rufus. Anyone that you're friends with might just because, be because there's something more there that you don't want to admit. Anyone you're friends with, you should try and fuck. <laughs> yeah, yes, because there might be something there that you're just too scared to explore. And so. I, 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 so we got to the end, of, at the end of the episode, Dan was like, let's try one kiss. I think you should do that with every single one of your friends when you <laughs> like, first become right. official friends and see if it works out. Right, because how else will you know unless you just have that There's one no kiss? There's no other way. That is an airtight <laughs> so, strategy to make sure you gain a ton of friends and it's always cool and yeah. normal. <laughs> exactly. You, you got to weigh all your options. <laughs> Just so you know, before we before we start our friendship, I just like to get one quick kiss out of the way, just to make sure there's nothing more there. Yeah, totally I, I normal, forgot to totally mention cool. this sooner, but I actually have a policy for people that I podcast with. So whenever you guys are ready, uh, I'm game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah Gagan texts me aside saying he wants to kiss on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Brendan, that is always your idea. That is not, never mind. So uh, Dan thinks there's no way because even the thought of that is scary. And so he starts backtracking and he's like, actually, you know what? We're not even friends. So uh, let's actually uh, get lunch. And Dan's like, uh, Rufus is like, oh, I thought you had to go somewhere. So Dan is going to stand up Blair just because Rufus randomly said that all friends want to fuck each other. And uh, that just tells me that maybe there is something there since Dan was so, uh, so scared to even consider that as a possibility. Yeah. Dan, you might want to bang this person and like, oh, nope, let's get lunch. Too horny. <laughs> Absolutely not. See, uh, so, so, Blair and Dur- Sorry, just to, no, to clarify for my own ignorant perspective here, is Dan sincerely unaware that he might have more romantic feelings towards Blair at this point? I think he is in denial. I Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, seems I, like that. Yeah, I, I think... I, I, I think the, a possibility just arose in his brain is like, that can't be. Can it really? Yeah, I think that he honestly had not considered it until Rufus brought that up. And he mm-hmm. uh, does not want to believe that he could have feelings for, for Blair. Because uh, as they are going to you know, say time and time again that they are, they are opposites. They, they don't like each other. They can't, they can't be uh, anything more than friends. Even friends, of course. So... Blair and Dorota here. Dorota knows about Dan now, so she's asking her all kind of questions about the exhibit. Uh, she wants to come with Dorota, and Dorota's like, you don't even know who this person is. And without missing a beat, Dorota says, he created term social sculpture to illustrate idea of arts, arts potential to transform society. And then when Blair asks how she knew that, Dorota gives her the reveal of all reveals. She says, from Mr. Humphrey's art magazine I found in your room. So good, so dramatic. Like She actually memorized this fact just so she could pull this off. Yeah, way better revealed than the stupid orange jumpsuit. 
yes, I loved it. I loved Dorota in this scene. Uh, and then I love Blair, too. She's like, what exactly are you implying? And Because um, <laughs> she's caught. She has nothing else she could say. Dorota's put all the pieces together. She's like, she found Nova in Blair's Netflix queue and... <laughs> It's like, what are you doing in my queue? Which outstanding, <laughs> outstanding line. And Dorota is accusing her of uh, her and Lonely Boy having an affair, which Blair obviously denies. Uh, but she does start to come clean about a few things. Uh, she says, you know, she's been doing some things with Dan. It started over break. They're just going to some exhibits and some movies. And so to prove to Dorota that nothing else is going on, she is also going to stand up Blair. And, I, you know, she probably has more reason to because Dorota was straight up accusing her of being in a relationship with Dan, whereas yeah. Rufus just kind of vaguely mentioned the idea that maybe sometimes friends become more than friends and Dan panicked. So, right. Uh, whereas Blair is like proving she doesn't have feelings for her. Yeah. They're both standing her. each other up. at. They, they really are perfect for each other. As Dan will say later, great minds think alike. I know. They, they, they keep saying that like they have nothing in common and it makes no sense. They're opposites, but they're the most similar to each other than anyone else in this show is. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> um Serena is giving Mrs. Sharp a tour of her place, I guess. This is her idea to win her over. Uh, Mrs. Sharp, quite the comedian. She's trying out some of her material. Uh, she says, good thing you're offering lunch. I'm awfully hungry after all the walking. And then she's like, what? I'm nervous. I'm making a joke. Which She's one of the weirdest freaks I've ever seen in the show. <laughs> she needs to learn how to tell a joke because <laughs> not, <laughs> no, that wasn't the tone of a joke. She oh, well, well, she was nervous. She was nervous. <laughs> she was nervous, yes. <laughs> Uh, Serena wants to keep things simple for lunch, so she got some pizza. Uh, and Mrs. Sharp simply says, I'm lactose intolerant. I-, I love that she's not even willing to give Serena a chance. More people should be like this, just completely dismissive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I-, I-, I appreciate, if anything, the casting of this, because she seems like she would be Ben's mom. <laughs> Meaning what? That she's a shitty actor and also sucks. <laughs> she's just as bad as acting as, as Ben. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I would, I would personally say that the iciness and lack of any emotion coming through on screen was actually knocked yes. out of the park here for this character. <laughs> Honestly, it definitely was. And I, I look, Ben like couldn't give Serena a heads up about this. Like, by the way, if you're doing lunch with my mom, she's lactose intolerant. So maybe don't get two huge boxes of pizza for three people. <laughs> for three I, people. Guess, I guess, I guess the wealthy don't really care about waste. Like what, why did she yeah, get two extra true. large pies for the three of them? It is funny that she like doesn't say anything about being lactose intolerant until the big reveal of like her opening the box. Too like they walk in, they, they there's time between like walking and seeing the boxes, them sitting down, her explaining what she like. There's so many, so many, so much. It's, and knowing like what a pizza salad is, I feel so bad for this woman's lunch. It's just fucking romaine and nothing else. Honestly, there's she no dressing. There's nothing. She should have just continued not saying anything and then just like had a slice of pizza and then just like been like. I'm actually lactose intolerant, so you've poisoned me now, Serena, and just like <laughs> thrown up me. or blown up her bathroom or something at, at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I, I feel like maybe she was trying to lead them like as far down the river as possible before like <laughs> yeah, dropping yeah, the guilt so. trip on them. But eating the pizza would have been the move in that case for sure. <laughs> you eat the whole large pie yeah. and just and then just be as you're dead dying. in the bathroom for the yeah, rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, the blood is on your hands. <laughs> You did this to me. <laughs> I mean, not, not enough people on TV do the spite bathroom blow up. Honestly, it should be done. It should be done more. I think this is groundbreaking. This is a groundbreaking idea here. Um, Serena and Lily have a phone call. Lily asks why Serena's whispering, and Serena's like, because I, because uh, me and Ben's mom are, or me and Ben are having lunch with his mom, and Lily just responds. We're really hitting it off. <laughs> Lily just responds, his mother? And then quickly changes the subject. She does not care anymore. <laughs> 
because she and Charles think that Russell Thorpe knows about Ben and is going to use it to sabotage Charles's deal. And uh, she would hate to ask this, but she needs to make sure that Ben didn't have a change of heart and tell anyone about the affidavit. Serena's like, no, of course not, but I'll talk to him. I thought for sure Serena was going to freak out at Lily for even suggesting that. Yeah, I, I, she usually would. I guess they're just sort of in a good place right now. In any other, in any other episode, Ben, any other episode. Benny, Ben would be guilty, and Serena, and Serena would be pissed off at his mom for suggesting it and uh, <laughs> argue with her. But now, the one time that Ben is actually innocent, uh, Serena is like, "Okay, yeah, sure, I, I'm with you on this. I'll ask him." So, I, it, it's very, very inconsistent with how Serena would usually act. I feel like. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. That, to me... And it is very... Sorry. I, I, I swear no, I'm not on. doing it as a bit. I'm just bad uh, <laughs> at timing my statements, I suppose. Uh, the reveal that it was his mom and Ben's reaction to that was, like, maybe the strangest part of this whole episode to me, <laughs> where, like, when it comes to light that that's what happens i wrote this down uh he says i never should have mentioned it i didn't think she would do something like that end quote (laughs) how on earth do you not know first of all just any person know their mom well enough to know whether or not they can be trusted (laughs) with this sort of thing but certainly this mom in particular is just jumping (laughs) off the page as in terms of like you cannot trust this woman for a second yeah. <laughs> yes, it's weird. I thought she was on your uh, your mom's side, sir. No. Yeah. How do you, how do you <laughs> what would give you that impression? That catastrophically. That's a, that's like impossible <laughs> to me. I'm willing to let go of everything else from this episode, but that to me was just too far. It's a historically bad misread by my Ben here, and it's also funny that Ben is the reason that this is happening because he decided to go rogue and attack Damien again and be like, "Listen, buddy, I attack Nate's dad. I can attack you." <laughs> like, and th- yeah. that's the reason that Damien goes to Thorpe to begin with, being like, uh, "By the way, uh, <laughs> let's send Lily to jail." Um, so. Vanessa randomly walks in, and Lily wants nothing more than to kick Vanessa out of her home and off the show again, probably. But uh, yeah. Vanessa says the magic words, "It's about Ben," and Lily snaps to attention. Um, Ben and his mom, the great mother-son duo of this episode, uh, Ben tells his mom that he and Serena are more than just friends, and his mom's like, uh, you thought I didn't know that? Why do you think I'm here? Cer- certainly not to visit you, Ben. Like, <laughs> obviously, that's not why I'm here. And I don't like talking to you. She tells Ben that he's ruining his chance to start over from from her, and he's like, oh, why'd you even say that? And she's like, you know, you're falling into a trap. I want you to clear your name, which, again, I don't blame her for wanting her son to, to clear her name. It kind of makes sense. You'd think that he would want to do that, too. But uh, he still <laughs> thinks it. it isn't worth destroying Serena's family for, which seems a lot like someone who's guilty. Like, this is, this seems like he's guilty. Someone who is completely innocent would have no problem doing this to clear his name. Like, Serena isn't that great. Yeah, right. I guess maybe from his point of view, he can kind of continue to be on this family's good side who is extremely rich so who needs to be a teacher when you can just kind of possibly marry into money or something i don't know it's Maybe like his thought process who it's knows? like on his record that he <laughs> had relations with his students like i feel like that's something you'd probably want i mean yes he doesn't need to be a teacher but I- i'm sure that it- he's probably on some kind of list that he doesn't want to be on matt you seem yeah. really yeah. nervous about this list of teachers being inappropriate <laughs> with students just just yes, my I d- perception of this Right. Yes. I, I, I don't want. I don't. I know how I would feel if I was on this list. So I, I know. I know yeah, that. Did you get those uh, orange overalls I sent in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> Saving them for next overalls day. 
Is that a thing in New York? I wish we had overalls day. <laughs> I mean, oh, I grew up in Every day was overalls day at my school. <laughs> uh, we recently celebrated. We we created the podcast, the the holiday on this very podcast, or maybe maybe a different podcast. But we I created the holiday, uh, came up with the date for it, uh, June twenty fourth, and then celebrated by both wearing overalls all day. That's fantastic. I mean, Maddie, I really have to commend you for your holiday creation because that is genuinely <laughs> something that I hold dear to my heart. Is Charles Dickens Day, which was decided by yeah, you yes. to be the third Monday yes. in April. So uh, I, I, I'm really Monday happy April, to Charles hear Dickens Day. the empire is expanding. That's right. <laughs> another yet another successful holiday coined by me. I, oh yeah. I also we, we hope it grows more next year. <laughs> so, um, it's revealed that Serena's like hiding behind a wall, listening to this whole conversation. So we'll see what she does with that information. But first, uh, Blair and Dorota are have gone shopping all day. Blair's very happy with her decision, but then she sees Dan alone on the sidewalk. So she kind of shoes Dorota away because Dorota somehow does not see him and. She marches up to Dan, wants to know why he isn't at MoMA meeting her, and Dan's like, why aren't you at MoMA meeting me? And Blair just straight up tells him, uh, I'm standing you up, which is accurate, and great minds think alike, and Blair, I, I like, I, this scene made me laugh, because she's like trying to argue with Dan, she's like, I had a good reason, but Dan's like, I don't care, like, my dad's gonna be outside soon, and I don't want him to see us talking, we don't have an exit strategy for this. Uh, Blair just like, you can tell she just like wants to talk to him, even in the form of an argument, know, like, she's just so trying funny. to start an argument, and this is fun. she's like, we're not done here, and he just replies, yeah, we are, and like... <laughs> Dan really in the driver's seat in this relationship. I now. love I love Dan in the driver's seat. Like, confident Dan is great. Like, Dan like clawing his way towards Serena is embarrassing. Yeah, and yes. this version of Dan is is what we love most. Yeah, Dan making a comeback here. He was uh, he was falling off our radars, and now he's climbing back up. Um, Nate is at the Empire, and Chuck tells him that he's looking for Reyna and accuses Nate of probably knowing her schedule. And before Nate can even respond, Chuck is like, or are you just going to stand there and lie to my face? Like, I would have at least let him say something, but I, I guess I guess Chuck uh, is on a strict <laughs> schedule here. He doesn't have time for Nate to answer. So um, Nate uh, kind of has to come clean and... Uh, tell him that he's been talking to Reyna. He's like, what? I, I tried. I tried mentioning you. She didn't want anything to do with you, so I just thought it was cool for me to start dating her. And, I mean, I, I guess I guess it's okay for him to take a swing. He tried. He tried to get her with with Chuck. I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think, Brendan? Did Nate break the bro code here, or was Chuck overreacting? I mean, I, I, I can see it from both sides a little bit, because Nate can't help himself. He is so charming, and they do like mm -hmm. each other. Um, but it is definitely a little bit too soon, because Chuck was very serious about Reyna, uh, and there was not a lot of time in between. So I mean, there, there could have been more time. They were both hotel kids. How do you break that bond, Chuck and Raina? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both had uh, hiding places. Yeah, Nate was never a hotel kid. He was just a uh, abandoned a house now. sleeping on the floor kid for that for that week. <laughs> yeah. Well, Loser. Chuck is clearly annoyed, but Nate stands his ground and says that they like each other, and he's sorry. But what else can he do? And uh, at this point, I get that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Chuck is like. Well, there is one thing, but then he doesn't say what it is. And what was the one thing? I guess, like, break up or like stop being together. <laughs> I guess that's what he meant, but that do that does yeah. not happen. We, we don't. No, we don't revisit that possibility. Um, speaking of people who like each other, uh, Blair shows up to the loft, and Dan's like, uh, "You don't have to come here all the way to Brooklyn to yell at me," which. He is right, because this obviously could have been a phone call, but I, I guess Blair does just want to yell in person. And she fills in Dan that he left his New Yorker magazine behind, which is what made Dorota think that they were having an affair, and that's why she stood him up. And it's in this scene that they realize that because they've been hiding their friendship, people think that they're just hooking up, which I guess seems pretty obvious from us at the outside, but uh, mm -hmm. Blair and 
Dan were blind to it until uh, Dorota and Rufus kind of pointed it out. Yeah, but I guess if they were just seen just the two of them frequently, people would think that they're hacking up also. Not if they don't hold hands. I can tell you uh, from my perspective, I assumed they were hooking up prior to this episode and uh, had just not done so in the 42 minutes that I watched until the very end, spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I very much came away with that same impression and really have a hard time overstating what a bad job they're doing if they're not hooking up in making it seem like <laughs> yes. you could not do yes. more yeah. to make it seem like you're hooking up without actually getting this the benefit fur- of hooking up. What are you doing? Right. This further proves the point that they're like, everything we are doing is making people think we're hooking up. So why don't we just kind of uh, let it be known that we are hanging out with each other. Just, just hanging out, hanging out, not hanging out, hanging out, as Rufus would put it. And Blair wants to do this by putting out an anonymous post on Gossip Girl that a big secret is going to come out at Chuck's party. So everyone's going to assume that something big is going to be revealed. And uh, that's when we get, you know, one of my favorite brands of jokes where Dan is like, like you getting traded for a hotel. And uh, then Blair says, or you raising Georgina's baby for a Russian mobster. Uh, Colin, it has been a while since you've covered this show. And both of these things did, in fact, happen. I, They're both I, figured there was some backstory I was missing and I didn't even attempt to piece together how it all could have come about but I did want to be a bit more generous to Blair after finding out that she got traded for a hotel Mm -hmm. Chuck she was dating Chuck at the time and Chuck did sell her in exchange for ownership of his hotel okay got it Uh, as one does but yeah I I was for the the first half or at least of this episode very much not finding myself uh, a Blair fan, which came as a surprise to me. I felt like she had a bit of a sour attitude towards the world that has done nothing but put her in like a top 0.000001% situation. Uh, But it does start to make a bit more sense finding out that she was basically treated like real estate. Yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, like less than real estate, perhaps, as the case may be. I mean, she she was sex trafficked just a short yeah. season ago <laughs> by, by by her boyfriend Chuck Bass. So, um, so they will successfully manage expectations, and then they'll let the world know about their friendship. Uh, Blair Blair and Dan are the only ones I think who could have a big friendship announcement like this. Like this is absurd. Like, it, it, isn't that so funny? Like when it comes out, <laughs> we're friends. Oh Under I, those I, circumstances, everybody's going to be thinking, "Oh, they're definitely fucking right." Like, again, it feels like once again, they're doing as much as they possibly can to suggest. You're probably wondering why we gathered you all here. Uh, We just want to announce we are 100% platonic friends. We are just friends, and that is it. Thank you for for coming tonight. I I, I feel like gender reveal parties are absurd. This is even more absurd. Gender reveal parties. Friend reveal. (laughs) A friend reveal. Uh, Sorry, what did you just say, Colin? I said friender reveal. Uh, made made oh, a hilarious okay. part. All right, no, that's good. That that's 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 good. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give like, you that I like one. It. I like it. Yeah. So, the plan is in place. Blair Blair does let Dan know that it's only okay when she jokes about the hotel. Still too soon. I thought I thought that was cute from Blair. Still too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, Chuck and Reyna. He he opens the conversation with <laughs> a few years ago. My stepmother perjured herself and sent an innocent man to prison. And <laughs> Reyna <laughs> replying with "Why are you telling me this?" did make me laugh because it is it is a weird way to start a conversation. <laughs> but a very Chuck way to start a conversation. <laughs> and Chuck's like, "Because I think your father already knows," which is still a weird way to open a conversation. Like no context. And so 
Chuck tells Rena about his suspicions, and Rena tells him that uh, her dad isn't like Chuck. He wouldn't do that. And Chuck's like, well, you may be right, but if I'm right, then it crosses a line. And he frames it like, if you care about your dad, you'll do this for me. I don't know how he spun it that way, but Rena's like, well, I'm not going to confront him just based on your word, which is fair. But uh, Chuck tells her that she isn't mm-hmm. asking her to. He's going to get more proof. He's He's got a plan. Yeah. I, I guess the idea, like, Chuck is really leaning on the fact that Raina's a big family. We've been learning about how big a family person both Big Thorpe and of Little course. Thorpe are. It's the only thing they value. Yeah. But apparently, Russell doesn't value it that much. I guess not. So, Lily returns home, and in walks Vanessa ten paces behind her. And again, Serena not even willing to listen to Vanessa, which... The only time I support Serena being uh, her bratty self here. Uh, but Lily lets Vanessa yeah. continue anyway, and... Vanessa starts with a riddle. She's like, when Nate's dad was in prison, was he attacked? And Serena's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yes, he was. And <laughs> yeah. then Lily and Vanessa give each other the, the oh shit, shit look, which is a strange duo here, Lily and Vanessa. But Vanessa, yeah. uh, Vanessa tells uh, Serena that Ben was the one that had Nate's dad attacked in prison. So maybe he is not the man he thinks he is, or, or Serena thinks he is. And Serena's like, no, no, he wouldn't do that. But uh, remember, Vanessa heard it herself. He told Damien after the party, and Vanessa, of course, just happened to be listening in from across the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, sure. I did see uh, if Rufus were to come into this conversation to see Lily and Vanessa in the same room, he just turns around and sprints the other way. <laughs> oh, He's like, no. oh, shit, I've been, I've been made. They're finally talking to each other for the first time in this series. They're going to know. <laughs> Rufus do with Vanessa that he's trying to hide from Lily. Yeah, well, so Brendan's other uh, pet theory is, of course, that Rufus and Vanessa had had a fling in the beginning seasons of this show. I don't mind it, considering some of the other weirdo relationships. (laughs) Right? It's it's not that far off, right? Listen, I'm buying in. (laughs) Everything that Brendan is selling, Colin is buying so far in this episode. I I I am easy to convince when it comes to uh, (laughs) wacky theories about teen dramas, apparently. About a show that you won't watch anymore after this. No, and I mean, this is the thing, is... If that doesn't turn out to be the case, never correct me on that. I'm going to spend the rest of my life no, believing that we lived in that timeline, and I, I will hear no nothing Excellent. to the contrary. Yes. So, <laughs> Very good. Uh, Lily tells Serena that she actually does believe Vanessa and asks Serena if it's possible that she doesn't actually know Ben and that maybe he was the one that, uh, you know, is the lead for Thorpe. And I, I think the problem is that Serena does know Ben, and yet she still doesn't see that he's a sociopath even though he's he's does nothing right. but speak with a deranged look in his eyes and then serena reveals that she hasn't destroyed the affidavit because she thought lily wanted it for safe housekeeping and also ben knew where it was which this is this is just sloppy all around yeah what, what would the safe housekeeping be <laughs> like, oh i remember this this is so fun <laughs> I, serena i expect this from but lily should be better here she should have had this destroyed immediately Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, that's true. It, so, this is frustrating too because in, in this scene you're thinking, oh, maybe they're finally going to find out that Ben's like a lunatic. But by the end of it, it just turns out like, oh, we're supposed to feel bad for Ben again. Yeah, we really are. Like Ben yeah. has essentially like a happy ending kind of. He gets his record as fun. Like <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I hate that this is this is what's happening to Ben here. I'm sorry, Maddie, yeah. to uh, break this to you, but. Without any of the highly relevant context, I would say, like just watching this one episode in isolation, (laughs) I didn't know until the middle of this podcast that Ben was someone who deserved anything bad to necessarily happen to him. And I spent this whole time (laughs) thinking that he was like this triumphant case for the innocent pro- innocence project more or less of finally this guy who's been unjustly targeted is getting his retribution colin halfway through the pod is crossing off his uh is ben mvp it's award at the end of yeah, probably yeah glad i called that guy uh, <laughs> on a dark direction <laughs> so we we are at the event of the week here finally everyone's congr- congratulating chuck as he schmoozes and takes pictures with people uh gives a little toast to the party goers and chuck finds lily gives her a rundown of the plan he's going to talk to russell rain is gonna uh hide and listen in i guess and as soon as she hears big thorpe blackmail chuck she is going to confront him and chuck is sure that this will work because the only thing more important to thorpe than ruining chuck and lily is maintaining his relationship with his daughter like chuck really thinks he has this guy pegged I guess he does. I've known this guy for a few weeks. I know him. I know him exactly. I mean, as well they, as they have been spending a lot of time together in those few weeks. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, enter Serena, and Lily asks her if she's spoken to Ben, and Serena tells her that she left him a bunch of voicemails, but he hasn't answered. Uh, she's hoping he couldn't hear the panic in her voice and is still coming tonight. And Serena is also confident. She's confident that she can talk him out of it, and uh, that he's just gotten turned around by his mother. Like again, Serena, great. Good for you for having this kind of confidence that literally she thinks that she can change anyone's mind with just one conversation. She really does think she has that power. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she has had confidence her whole life. Look at her. Yeah, and Lily reminds Serena. She's like, that's great that if you can, like, manipulate your pervy teacher. But uh, if he's already given the evidence to Russell, then it doesn't really matter. So uh, Serena right. apologizes, but Lily tells her that it's not her mistake. It never was. And, you know, that's our Lily. I'm glad she's uh, wow. she's being a hero again. Finally come around. Yep. Ben is here. Serena goes to talk to him, uh, but she gets intercepted by Blair, who urgently asks her if she's seen the post on Gossip Girl about some huge secret coming out tonight, and (laughs) (laughs) Serena surprises Blair and tells her, she's like, yeah, I think I know what it's about. Like, obviously she thinks it's about her, because she does think the world revolves around her, but also her secret is so much, like, juicier than Blair and Dan's of them being friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Like, they really stumble into actual news. 
I, th- I think this this would be juicy for Serena in particular, though. What? Oh, that Blair and Dan are friends. Yeah. Right. But I think for like the world at large, the the whole yeah, uh, yeah. Lily thing and Thorpe's thing is a little bit bigger than uh, than Blair and Dan being friends with each other. <laughs> Two people in same friend group are friends. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting, riveting news here on Gossip Girl. So, um, Serena fills in Blair that uh, Ben has the forged affidavit that could put her mother in jail, and they think he's given it to Thorpey, who will try to blackmail Lily and Chuck with it. And Blair immediately snaps back to reality, tells Serena she's so sorry because you know, obviously, you know, Blair's having this whole rendezvous with Dan, but she still obviously cares deeply about Serena. And that's when Dan comes over and thinks Serena is reacting to the news that Blair and Dan are friends. So he's like, oh, come on. It's a, it's not that big of a deal. So Blair has to get back into character and be rude to him and tell him not to interrupt. And then uh, Blair tells Serena to talk to Ben and she'll be here if she needs her. And she tells Dan that it uh, wasn't a good time to tell Serena. Uh, is Blair just using this as an excuse or, you know... the is she really just like, okay, we kind of have to put this off because Serena's going through something right now? I mean, I, I guess a little bit of both. I don't think, I don't think she's really ready to, to say it because it's, it's a scary thing for her. Scary thing to be but friends with also, someone, yes. She, you know, she, she always uh, can find a path uh, through through ulterior, ulterior motive. Okay, all right. Um, let's get back to everyone's favorite couple, Ben and Serena, of course. But and- to, to be clear, though, she, ha, this hasn't been... Blast it out, right? This has At not this been revealed. It is just the only thing that has been revealed is that a secret is coming tonight. Because it's, it's funny to me that they're just like kind of circulating the party, like waiting for this to drop, <laughs> <laughs> like not talking to each other and hoping. Did it, did it happen yet? Nope. Okay, let's just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just waiting for this big secret to come out. Uh, so Ben and Serena are here, and Ben has no idea why Serena is confronting him. And Serena's like, "Don't play dumb. You knew where the affidavit was. Have you given it to Russell yet?" And again, I am shocked that Serena is not giving Ben the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, so I, her and her mother's relationship being mended has really changed her attitude towards her beau. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm in favor of it. Like, fuck Ben. I don't care. Even if he uh, isn't the one that, that gave the affidavit to Russell, he still deserves to be accused for it. Right, and I guess it makes sense. Like, he would be, like, you, you could see his motivation for doing that if he did do it. Right, so... Serena's being uh, incredulous that he overheard uh, Ben and his mom's conversation. And then Ben is also being incredulous and can't believe Serena still doesn't trust him. And he asks what he has to do that he hasn't already. And Serena says to just be honest with her. So Ben claims that he has been. And then Serena asks, what about Nate's dad? And uh, not looking good for Ben because all of a sudden uh, Ben is going to have to come clean about what he you know, about how he hired, I guess not hired people in prison, but had his, his prison goons that he apparently had uh, rough up Nate's dad in prison. And his excuse is, hey, a lot of things happen in prison. I just want to forget them all. How convenient. <laughs> it's crazy how long ago that happened. We're still like, There's so many things in this episode that I'm like, why are we still talking about? Like, the fact that we're even still talking about what Lily did with that affidavit is insane. I really wouldn't want to, I want to stop talking about it. How long ago was it? <laughs> uh, since the... Uh, mid-season finale, I guess. The the affidavit was first introduced, uh, and then the plotline of Ben having uh, Howard Archibald roughed up in prison was like the beginning of season four, so that's... that's, that's <laughs> that good, was a long... Yeah, it's 18 episode stretch when you put it all in the pot. Well, I'm glad I swooped <laughs> in right on time. Yeah, yes, exactly. You get you get the tail end of this. So clean up um, these years so old storylines. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been so much repetition over over the course of this little stretch 
It really has been. This the second half of the season so far has been like the same thing every episode with with barely any plot moving forward. Like we get a little inch forward every inch week. Inch and inch. So the mothers finally meet. We have Cynthia Sharp and Lily Vanderwoodson, and Cynthia cryptically says that her friend has arrived, and by friend she means Russell. And Lily's like, oh, Ben didn't steal the affidavit. You did. And then Mrs. Sharp reveals that Russell had this whole plan where he told Ben that if he turned on Lily, then he would get him his life back. But of course, Ben didn't listen. So Mrs. Sharp had to take matters into her own hands. And uh, Lily tells Mrs. Sharp that Ben will never forgive her for what she's done. And Mrs. Sharp replies, well, as parents, sometimes we have to make those tough choices, which sounding a lot like Lily here. And then just to, you know, further uh, kind of make, make it known that she's kind of of the Lily type, she tells Lily, after all, isn't that what you told yourself? And so Lily is in trouble here. Uh, why did Ben and Cynthia know exactly where the affidavit was? Why? Wh- when did this come up in conversation? Why did Serena tell Ben and why did Ben tell his mom? I don't know, but apparently it just slipped out of both of them at some point in the last few weeks. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't something that Damien knew, like where exactly it was. No, so. Damien did not know where the affidavit was. Uh, that is something that Serena had to say. Like, hey, Ben, we're having such a good time dating. I... You know, it's a shame that there's an affidavit <laughs> with my forged signature on it lying in my one of my, my mom's dressers. It's so annoying. It's just staring. I mean, who among us hasn't accidentally let it slip where life-altering <laughs> evidence may or may not be stored? Right. And then, it's cl- I mean, it's classic pillow talk. When Ben was talking to his mom, he was like, listen, mom, if I wanted to turn against my girlfriend, Serena, I would go straight up to that dresser drawer where she's hiding that affidavit with the forged <laughs> signature on it. <laughs> But luckily, I'm not. So we, no it's one will be so it. easy for me or anyone to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but good thing none of us have any motive to do that. All right, are you done with your salad, mom? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, Dan and Rufus, Dan, Dan is ready to give his dad some details on a need-to-know basis, and Rufus is like, "Okay, good," because I just saw you talking about Blair Waldorf and nearly had a heart attack. I mean, how crazy would it be if your secret relationship with with someone like Blair Waldorf? Fuck you, Rufus. Like, why the fuck? Yeah, fuck you. And also, like, how do you not realize what you're saying in the middle of it and be like, oh, this uh, is what Dan was talking about. Like, wouldn't it be so crazy if you were dating someone like Blair, who sucks and we hate her? God, good thing you're not. Now, who is it? So Dan, <laughs> Dan starts stuttering and agrees that, yeah, that would be crazy, and is saved by Lily coming over to interrupt them. Um, at the same time, Raina enters Nate and Chuck's room, and uh, this is going to be the big gotcha scene here. Uh, Nate's confused, of course, as he always is, because he was just going to meet her, but uh, he, he figures out that she's here to see Chuck, so he just follows along, I guess. <laughs> like, he just follows her in there and then follows her out. I thought I missed something with this. Like, wait, was no, did no one tell Nate what to do? <laughs> yeah, he just follows her around. <laughs> uh, fuck it, I'll come. I'm surprised at some point, like, Chuck's night, like, Nate, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> so, uh, so the the elevator bell rings. Russell, Chuck, and Lily get out, and Nate and Raina run to hide. Uh, Chuck wants to talk to Russell alone, but Lily tells him to trust her. Uh, she's going to want her here. So Russell pulls out a copy of the affidavit, starts listing the things that Lily will be charged with, and Russell makes Chuck a deal. He says, you sign over Bass Industries once and for all, or I'll destroy you and your entire family. Which, uh, tough call, I guess, and... Chuck doesn't say anything, so Russell tells him he's surprised he has to think it over, but Chuck tells him he's not thinking. He's waiting. And then Russell asks for what? And then, of course, Raina pops out, for me! And Nate pops out, too. And <laughs> Nate should have been like, uh, and for Sorry me, to too! Sorry rain on your parade. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sorry to Nate on your... Damn it, that doesn't work. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll just leave. <laughs> like, it's so weird that Nate also pops out. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Raina is shocked that Chuck was right this whole time, and uh, unintentional pun here, storms out. Get it? Rain, storm. <laughs> nice, and so nice. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, uh, Chuck tells him to follow Raina, but Russell is not ready to give up. I-, I don't blame him here. Like He's already ruined his relationship with his daughter, so he might as well get the one thing that he wants. Yeah, it makes sense. So... Russell tells Chuck that he is going to get what he wants or Lily's going to jail. And Lily tells him that she might go to jail, but not because of Russell. She already called the DA herself 10 minutes ago. And Rufus is waiting in the car to take her downtown. Um, and uh, I, I don't believe that is a euphemism. <laughs> Rufus shows up like a cop. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doing role play. Rufus is going to take her to the take her hey, to sugar, you're going downtown. <laughs> but, and at this point, everyone was saying, oh, my God, like the scene that we saw to start the episode. Crazy how it led wow, all the way back here. Amazing. I, it had the attendant effect. We were all amazed. All it did was like let you know, like, hey, it's the end of the episode now. It's getting close <laughs> to, to the finish line. Like, you don't have to look, the ru- look at the runtime. <laughs> um, why did they go through with this whole ruse then if Lily already turned herself in? I guess Lily was the only one that knew she turned herself in. But like uh, just to turn Reyna against him now, like point, kind of pointless, but still fun, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was a it was a a good bomb to drop. Yeah, it was fun. So Lily says that once she goes on record with the truth, then no one can hold it against them anymore. Uh, she just wants one thing from Chuck before Russell leaves: tell that son of a bitch where he can stick it. I mean, was was that turning you on a little bit, Brendan? Up his fucking ass! Oh, <laughs> Lily. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. In your version, that is what she said. <laughs> There's a big pause, and then she said it. Yeah. Um. What do you what What do you think about this move? Lily is turning herself in, but. Not because she feels guilty, because, like, she strategically doesn't want anyone to use it against her anymore. It's very Lily. Very Lily. And I, I think she knows she can somehow she can get out of this better than most people could in her situation. Yeah. Do we think that Lily is going to go to jail? I do not think so. Colin, unless you're spoiled, you can also uh, predict. So far, I have found myself agreeing with Brendan on pretty much everything, and I'm going to continue <laughs> with that yeah, trend. I, I, I will be surprised. I'm, and I am I'm always right. fully unspoiled, by the way. I... Uh, but I, I am going to stick with the idea that they probably want her to continue to be a part of the narrative. Although, you know, I guess mm-hmm. they don't have that much of an issue writing people off, sending them to Hudson or whatever. Uh, but I <laughs> yeah. yeah probably would find myself to pri- surprised to someday learn that Lily ends up spending yeah. even one day in jail. Yes, I, I will... I will say that that Jenny has only left the show uh, not because they have run out of things to do with her, but because the actress who plays her uh, retired from acting and is just a musician now. So they kind of were forced into banishing her from from uh, from the city. So yeah, they have not uh, just like wrote a main cast member like off the show out of nowhere yet. I, I mean, it could still ha- it could still happen to someone, and maybe it, it'll happen to Lily if she goes to prison for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the series. Stay tuned. Stay maybe. tuned to find out. Um, Chuck thanks Lily for saving his father's legacy, and Lily tells him that Bass Industries isn't Bart's legacy. You are, which ah, and and a little cheek caress as well from Lily. Yeah, another moment I wish I was Chuck. Yeah, of course. And so, it's just Chuck and Rufus now. So Chuck again tries to uh, get Big Thorpe to leave, but uh, Russell tells Chuck that they can wait. Uh, he's about to go into villain mode again for another villain monologue. Uh, he's, don't you want to know why I was willing to go against my daughter just to destroy your <laughs> precious little legacy? Uh, when you put it like that, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, yeah, tell, I'm in. Tell <laughs> another great villain monologuer? Okay, fine. It seems like it. you really want to lay it out for me, so I guess I'll <laughs> just let you. It seems like you have something prepared and you're not going to leave until you say it, so I'm going to go ahead and then let you say it. And so uh, Chuck confidently answers. He's like, well, it's because Lily left you for my father. But Russell thinks that, as Brendan pointed out, they've been spending a lot of time together. So Russell thinks that Chuck should know him better than that by now. Uh, 
it was kind of dumb that we were meant to believe that this was all because of Lily leaving him. So I, I am glad that it turns out there is something more to it. Yeah, I mean that would be a little embarrassing for him. <laughs> yeah. Really, just I mean, all you know years what? Later. I can't even. If that was the reason, I can't even blame him. Like she's <laughs> that's true. next level. That's true. You get it. You get it. So, I get it. Reyna exits the Empire. Nate is right behind her and wants to talk. Uh, wants to talk to her. Uh, he tells her that he understands. His father also sucks, but it doesn't mean that he he loves her any less. And so he tells Reyna that. You know, your father's human. Uh, now you have no choice but to really get to know him, the good and the bad. Uh, isn't it great to know that he's not Superman anymore? So uh, he says all that, and then Reyna tells Nate, you're smarter than you look, Archibald. And Nate replies that he gets that a lot, which, is he smarter than he looks? Does he get <laughs> no, that a lot? I don't think I don't think either. I guess he, I, he, he must look so dumb that he looks <laughs> smarter than he looks. I guess so. And so Reyna thanks Nate, and they kiss, and she asks him if he wants to catch the game highlight somewhere because she needs to not talk Ooh. about this. And Nate agrees, so we looks, looks like we have a new power couple here. People that yeah, both I love watching the game and its highlights. They love those games. They love walking through parks together. They love We Just Dance. Exactly. As unnatural a couple as Notre Dame and Villanova themselves. I can't even oh, think yes. of a single sport where Notre Dame and Villanova are competitive with one another. <laughs> I feel like Notre Dame <laughs> crushes, like, outside other than like the sec they they have historically been like very good at football and villanova is very good at basketball but like the opposite i as far as i know is not remotely true so uh <laughs> maybe maybe they're competitive in wrestling or baseball or whatever else but uh yeah it, it does feel yeah. extraordinarily forced to me but i'm not gonna get too hung up on that <laughs> you're probably right yeah i'm not aware of any of of this rivalry but i believe i am Assuming that it is basketball that they watched highlights of just because uh, of the next scene they're in together when they walk out and it's like, that guy was totally fouled. I'm, I'm assuming mm. there are other sports where people get you're fouled, right. but my yeah, you're right. my uh, my thought did go to, to basketball there. And so, um, but first, Serena sees Ben at the party and sits with him and she informs Ben that her mom turned herself in and that she told Serena that Ben's mom stole the affidavit. And this is when Ben, you know, hardly reacts to that. He's like, well, it's, it's my fault either way because uh, he's pretty sure that Damien was the one who went to Thorpe in the first place. And Serena's confused. He's like, but you said that, uh, you, you said that you, he said that he wasn't going to do that. And well, and uh, that's when Ben comes clean and says that he got pretty physical a while back and told him what he did to the captain. And then he says... You ever have a dream that feels so real when you wake up, you just want to lie there with your eyes closed and hold on to it? Which, kind of a non sequitur, but okay, sure. And <laughs> ben, Ben's like, I barely remember being a teacher, but being with you makes it feel real because you remember. Uh, but now, I think it might be time to let it go. And like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, Ben, but uh, go back to the whole thing about Damien. What were you talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> what was that last part? Like, that I remember being a teacher but when I'm with physical? you? <laughs> no. I mean, okay. Hopefully he's saying he's going to let this go and maybe even let Serena go, which like, yes, you dumbass, you need to move on and forget the part of your life where you were having an inappropriate relationship with a student. You should not be going back to and that. That's, that's like, that's the dream of your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> very sad. Oh, I really remember being a teacher when I start dating the person that I was just, <laughs> that I was having an inappropriate relationship back then. Really brings me back. I love it. Really brings you know, it really back. triggers those <laughs> memories for me. Taking things to the next level physically with my students. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I think this man's acting is so bad in this scene. Like, it's bad overall, but especially in this scene. Um, he, he's like, he's not even acting. He's just, he's just like sitting there saying his lines. And so Serena tells him that he's still the guy she fell for at nightly. And she can see that even if he can't. So maybe one day when you do, dot, 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 and they kiss. And like, 
<sighs> is this finally the end of this stupid relationship? I don't think so. I don't know why. I hate. I'm just. I'm just so. I'm just so scared that it's not going to be. <laughs> I hate that Serena still thinks so highly of him for some reason. But like, I will take it if this is really the end of oh, the yeah, relationship. No, no, I know it's not because at the end, Lily says like, she really has such a big heart, such a bigger heart than me. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And he says, "I'll always care for her." Like, and then are also are we supposed to feel bad for these two that, that they're like we breaking are. up right now? Like, it's so crazy that any we are meant to do anything but root for the failure of this relationship. Yeah, they're they're making this like the centerpiece of the show. These these two right now. I the get that I am the, the one the, who was missing like critical context coming into this episode, <laughs> but I really feel like they could have done more to make it clear that Ben is like an unambiguously unrootable guy. Well, I don't but think the, that's he, the stance of the eyes, he, right. No, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's the stance of the show. I think that because they never got physical when when they were together in the thing, like he is cleared of all wrongdoing. Yeah. And the the main thing that we are supposed to feel is bad for this guy because he went to prison for so long, and now he's in his like redemption arc and this star-crossed lover tale where he's dating Serena, and they're like they have to fight against the disapproval of their respective mothers. It's supposed like we're supposed to root for them, which is so absurd, and why I can't like get behind any of these any of these episodes I, I, yeah. and there's a couple I would times say there's a glaring gets, like, disparity like, between star-crossed lovers and like <laughs> literally there are laws against this sort of thing from happening <laughs> very, very different very different things yeah so uh, Chuck and Big Thorpe here. Chuck thinks that Russell is lying about uh, whatever he just said. It hasn't been revealed yet, but Russell says he wishes he were. And then we find out that because of Chuck's father, Russell's wife, Raina's mom, is dead. Which, wow, what what a reveal. Uh, Chuck claims that it couldn't wow. have happened because his dad already came clean about the security guard dying. But uh, Thorpe asks, you know, why was the security guard in the building? He was trying to save Russell's wife, of course. So, uh what how about this reveal do we do we believe russell or are we like chuck and we're saying that he's just making this up to try to get chuck to feel bad about himself or his dad i don't know if he's making it up or if it's just like a messy situation and this is like big thorpe's interpretation of it because i think chuck said it was an accident maybe it was an accident and thorpe thought that mr bass was really trying to kill his wife i don't really understand bart bass lit the match that started the fire that killed my wife do you get that reference this time, Brendan? Oh, yeah, baby. What is it? Shutter Island. Yes! Went over your head the first time I made, I made that reference, but you are oh, yeah. you are living I'm and in. learning every week. Well, I'm once again <laughs> on the same page as Brendan in it going squarely over my head the first time that I heard it. <laughs> but next time, you'll remember that that is you'll Shutter next Island. Time. Uh, so... The thing that gets me here is apparently Raina doesn't know this. Russell says that Raina thinks that her mom left Russell for another man. Raina doesn't know that her mom is dead. <laughs> what the fuck? How is that better in hey. literally any way? Why wouldn't you just, that's like the t- like, uh, don't worry, honey. She's still alive. She just hates you. She's just abandoned both what? of us. I cannot. I can't. I cannot believe I rewound. I I thought I misheard or something, but he says that Rain has no idea. She thinks that he left me for another man. That is a crazy thing to tell your daughter. That's insane. It's insane. There's, there's no other way around it besides it's insane. So Chuck tries uh, saying that Russell is just saying anything to hurt Chuck, but Russ tells Chuck that you know that your father is capable of this. So he's happy to know that Chuck's stepmother will be going to jail to protect the legacy of the great Bart Bass. And Russ, again, just always has to have the last laugh. Every time we think Chuck gets the upper hand, Russell has the last word. And 
if he is correct in this, or if he's telling the truth, it would probably be a real stroke to the legacy of the great Bart Bass, who already has a, a spotty legacy at, at best. Yeah, we don't really get more confirmation of this, but it's, Chuck kind of just takes Thorpe's word of this. Well, Brendan, I've got news for you. This will be a plot point moving forward. Yeah, I guess so. But so like, we will find out. It's insane how mad Chuck gets right away. Like, oh, man, my dad's a murderer. He lied to me. Right, that's true. <laughs> just, like, he is going like, oh, okay. to resort to getting drunk right away without yeah. without confirming with anyone. But um, Blair talks to Dan. He Her fake post of big news turned out to be prophetic because Lily is on her way to uh, possibly go to jail right now. And Dan tells Blair that the family is going to need them now more than ever. So for that reason, they can't be friends, apparently. Like, they, they can only help the family as separate entities for whatever reason. And uh, two proper nouns separated by a conjunction or a comma, if mentioned in a list, which is rare since we have nothing in common and are, in fact, opposites. Uh, the top of type of opposites who don't attract, as Blair and Dan will elegantly point out there in that conversation. And... This is uh this is sad. Is this I mean this is probably not the end of everyone's new favorite friendship because mm-hmm. it, it may be the start of something more based on the end of the episode, but uh yeah. it seems I, like Yeah, that- I knew I knew it wasn't the end, but it was even, even like them trying to fake break up was charming. Yes, it was. And it, it it's like they are ending their friendship here all because the Vanderwoodsins need them. Like it, it doesn't make sense. It seems like they're just no, looking for make- excuses here. Yeah, that was silly too. I, I I was worried this is how they, this plot was going to end for the episode, and I was like, "This is so dumb." The only yeah. thing I cared about ended in such a stupid way. Right. And Blair says that the world just wasn't ready for a Waldorf Humphrey friendship, and they shake hands. And uh, Blair says it was nice not being friends with you, and Dan replies, "Let's not do it again sometime." Uh, you know, more more charm from the both of them, more heartbreaking than any actual breakup of the show so far. Yes, <laughs> would have been would have been horrible. Uh, Chuck comes downstairs, and Serena asks if he's okay, and Chuck just tells her, shut it down. I, I love that movie. Shut down the entire party. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. Shut, it down. Wh- shut what down? Shut everything down. It's, o- shut it it's down. over. The party's over. Maybe anything I Anything you see, whatever, whatever's happening, party, this, that, or anything, <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. I, this was very much in this Kendall lap. Roy era here, it feels to me. As someone who has not seen an inch of succession, I will take your word for okay, it. Okay, my, my, I'm sorry. That wasn't – at least you got the reference. Unlike me. Yes, I, I know the I know uh, the Roy's. I, I have heard of them. Brendan, are you a succession boy? Uh, I'm not as of this moment. As of this moment. All right, you will I be. guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> no, it's, it's not your fault for assuming that, uh, you know, someone else in this in this podcasting room would have seen this enormously popular show that just wrapped up. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's on us for uh, that's on us. not that's on us. Not, we'll uh, take that. Not following the trends and uh, watching everything yeah. that everyone else watches. In fairness, I would like imagine, men, men and... I would imagine that Gossip Girl got like far more viewers than Succession ever did. Like I, I know it Succession seemed like oh, crazy sure. popular because of all the Twitter memes and whatever, but I'm pretty sure it was only a matter of like hundreds of thousands of people actually watching Succession versus I'm, I assume Gossip Girl like got a couple million at least. Yeah, until yeah. until the last until the last season, Gossip Girl was pulling in you know a, a couple to a few million viewers. So definitely, definitely, I mean, I mean, you heard it here first, Gossip Girl better show than Succession. So and also, I mean, the debate. CW just such a vastly superior network to HBO that it all makes sense. Of course, <laughs> of course, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Um, ben comes down to the DA, and Lily has signed a full confession, but has one demand that Ben's record be expunged immediately. 
wow, I, I'm so happy that this loser predator is going to have a happy ending. Yay, what a great plot line for the show. We, we yay, thank God. Lily is a hero now because she expunged his record. She finally came around and and is seeing the light that uh, it's actually a good thing that her daughter dated this guy. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some that. writer on staff with this show who like went through <laughs> this and was trying it's to just like happened. make it all, it's gotta make be. the nuance 100%. all extremely clear to the viewers that it's okay because yep. we didn't actually do anything until they were 18. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben thanks Lily for his fresh start, and Lily tells Ben that her daughter cares for him, which, you know, gross. And then Ben says that he cares for her too and always will. And Brendan, he leaves the room, and I am happy to report that this episode marks the last appearance of Ben Donovan. Oh, we did no it. way. We did it. He's gone. He's wow. on, he is on the, the uh, memorial, the, the Carter Basin Memorial oil Dang. rig. Thank God. It, it, it makes no sense. So, he ends by his, Serena's mom saying she's still like, kind of loves you <laughs> <laughs> it's a great see ya <laughs> okay great going to the Good. oil rig yeah Bye. thank god he's finally gone uh the da wow. for some reason tells lily uh you seem a little too happy for someone facing jail time can we tone this down a little bit and lily's like uh well do you have kids and he says yes i have a son max eight months um and lily tells him that her kids haven't smiled at her in a long time but tonight when she said she was coming down here, Serena said she was proud of her and actually smiled at her. So, <laughs> when, I, when I had a chance of going to jail, my my kids smiled. <laughs> my at daughter me. was finally happy. <laughs> is the DA Billy Baldwin? Is that what his role is? Uh, no, Billy Baldwin is uh, Serena and Eric's father. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry, jumping yes. the gun. Quite no, a bit no, it there. is. It is all right. It well, is all also right. being yeah, no way a, you could have known that. Almost impossibly incorrect. It is no. Well, it, it was a jump scare when he reappeared on the show. I was not. I was not expecting him. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Lily is doing all of this so her kids can like her and she can actually be a good mom to them for once. I, I love I love the sentiment. I love that Lily's growth as a character has allowed her to get to this point where she wants to be a good mom to her to her biological kids and not just everyone else's kids. I hate that it was because of Ben and that her redeeming Ben yes. is what brought this on. It's like so bittersweet. Yeah, it, it takes me out of it a little bit at the end. Like her her being sweet to him at all makes right. me annoyed. So the DA tells Lily it's a good thing she has an excellent lawyer because she's going to need one. Uh, I, Who is her lawyer? What, was this other man with her her lawyer? Shouldn't Cyrus be her lawyer? I don't know what kind of law Cyrus does. Yeah, I'm not sure what he does either, honestly. Not enough. But, I mean, like in the OC, Sa- Sandy Cohen is just every type of lawyer. So I think Cyrus should also just be every yeah, type of lawyer. Yeah, he should just be every. Yeah, but do, we, do we get more to him? I miss him. We haven't seen him in a while. I, has he no. been in season four at all? Like, bring Cyrus back, please. Yeah. Um, also, I'm wondering now, like, if even though Ben's off the show... Like the actors off the show, we're still gonna get the character lives with Dan, and we just see like his legs in the background <laughs> every episode. <laughs> yeah, ben, Ben's like, yeah, I broke things off with Serena. I want a fresh start, but I'm still gonna live in the loft. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> I mean, this is a great place. Um, so we jumped the gun a little bit on this, but Brendan, your uncle Billy Baldwin comes out of nowhere, and uh, yes, <laughs> like literally, like, and he tells Rufus that uh, CC told him what happened, so he flew over on his helicopter, and Rufus tells Billy to get the fuck out of here Humble because uh, the last time he was here, he he fled the country because he gave his ex wife fake cancer, but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a, a lot for Colin to digest. <laughs> But uh, Billy politely declines and says that CC will be coming to explain everything. So this is going to be a lovely family reunion. Um, Go on. Yes. So the the last time I was, I was waiting for Colin to say something. Yeah. No, Colin is still <laughs> trying to process. It's still, it's still I'm still just bored. trying yeah, not to mess talk- anything up further by both being wrong and stepping on things we're not at yet. <laughs> no, no. So, so the the last time that. Uh, 
Billy Bolden, who is, in fact, uh, Brendan's real-life uncle also, uh, came on the show. Uh, he, uh, he is a doctor, and so he was here under the guise of uh, curing Lily's cancer, but then it was revealed that Lily did not have cancer, and her <laughs> ex-husband, who was also her doctor, was giving her medication to make it seem like she had cancer so that he could stay in the picture and hopefully get back together with her and steal her away from Rufus. Did she know she didn't have cancer or is this a Munchausen by proxy? No, she did not know that she was under the impression that she did have cancer because uh, Dr. Billy Bolton was telling her so. Oh, okay. I I mean, I will take your word for it, but that is one of many totally like hypothetically fake storylines that you could easily weave in here and perhaps have been doing so that I would 100% yes, buy. No. <laughs> this That's is real. not a, this That's is real. not a game of guess the fake storyline. Everything, everything that we have been saying. Ben's actually happened. like a Nobel prize winner. and <laughs> was wrongfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's back now. He, he did flee the country after this, but uh, I guess enough time has passed where he can just come back. Is it the statute I, I of limitations? So like, that he was here cause I, I know you had mentioned that he would be back at some point. So I, I, if you didn't mention that, I would have been more floored. But yeah, right, I was like, like oh, if, okay, he's if, here for some reason. If Rufus wants him out of here, can't he just now go to the police and tell and tell them what he's done? Or or is it like, well, that happened last season, so we oh, cannot, right, right, right. That's true. We cannot legally. I forgot, like, he, he got arrested because he like sorry fled. guys, that's right, canon. He fled. We can't. We can't. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got on his helicopter and left the country, and that, that's 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 how he got away from that. But now yeah. now he is back, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm assuming he will be back in the next episode. Would be wild if this was it for Billy Baldwin and he just flees again. Um, Nate and Reyna post their basketball game highlights. Uh, Russell is outside waiting for them, so Nate says he'll see her upstairs. And Reyna asks her dad what he's doing here, and Russell tells her he didn't want to leave without saying goodbye. Apparently he's going back to Chicago tonight, and just leaving Reyna? Like, I I don't know how old Reyna is supposed to be, but, like, she is also rich, so I I know she can fend for herself, but it's weird that her dad's just like, I'm going back to Chicago, you stay here. I'm going back to Chicago to find uh, your mother. You stay here. <laughs> to hunt down your mother who is 100% not dead. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> um, so, uh, Raina tells him she's not going with him because nothing has changed between them, even though Lily has turned herself in. And Big Thorpe's like, yeah, I didn't think you would. Like, you can stay here. So she just hopes that one day she forgives him. And then he has a little monologue about what a great person she is. She's strong, tough, decent. And uh, even if you don't feel proud to be my daughter right now, I'm proud to be your father. And he walks away crying a little, and uh, Raina, he tell, she tells Raina that she looks more like her mother every day. You know, the person we hate because she left him for another man. You look more like her every day. Um, he does, you he won't st- look like her until you're dead because she's also dead. <laughs> he still leaves out the part about her mother being dead because of Chuck's dad. Like, is Chuck going to tell her this? What a weird thing for Thorpe to reveal. Like, he reveals this to Chuck and just has this information out it. here now and then still doesn't yeah. tell his daughter. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's more interested in destroying Chuck. But this like information, I is guess, just extra. this information is just out here now for Chuck to like reveal to Reyna. Like it's going to be so much worse yeah. if she finds out from Chuck. <laughs> yeah. And, like yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. I and I, I don't remember exactly what happens with this, so I am uh, I'm very interested to keep going. Um, Chuck is drinking alone, as you mentioned, and Serena comes in. Chuck is for Blair, but she went home already, which. Oh, we Chuck really uh, does still want to talk to Blair here. He he still loves her, and he needs to go to her in in his times of need. That's and, his lifeline. 
And yeah, Serena wants to know what's going on. She's like, we should be celebrating. Come on, my mom's going to jail. Let's party. <laughs> I was smiling when she told me, let's, let's do it. And <laughs> Serena reminds Chuck that he's finally getting what he wanted. But Chuck tells her that all he wanted was for his father to let him in. But it turns out that he lied to him until the day he died. And Chuck needs to talk to Blair because she's the only one who will understand. And Serena desperately tries to get Chuck to stop drinking and go to sleep. But Chuck has to go find Blair. So... Serena says she'll come with him. And this is why I, I know you love the Dan and Blair of it all, Brendan, but this is why I'm still rooting for Blair and Chuck as a couple. They need each other and they understand each other. No, I don't like it. It's codependent. Team chair. I love codependency. <laughs> Team chair. I also don't like um, Chuck's drink acting here. Like Him like aggressively trying to pour that shot while he's yeah. trying to stop him. Like, that, that's you, you are on the same page as uh, one of the wiki commenters who elegantly says chair is some because the the two ship names are obviously chair for chuck and blair and then dare for dan and blair uh they said i i'm paraphrasing here because i don't have it in front of me they said chair is something to be sat and farted on dare is a is a thrilling risk that you take when <laughs> <one's other> is, <laughs> that's good it was actually me leaving that that's comment good. i was just preemptively <laughs> agreeing with brendan <laughs> so yes yeah, so as colin elegantly said on the gossip yeah. girl wiki that chair is something to be sat and farted on and uh, <laughs> so. i think i found my new twitter bio <laughs> so, i'm sorry x <laughs> yes, yeah yeah exactly x formerly known as twitter um really just rolls off the tongue there um <laughs> Speaking of Blair, Dan comes over to her place. Uh, this is going to be a pretty good ending scene here. Uh, as Blair asks what he's doing here, and Dan just replies, I don't know, is Serena here? And she's not. And Blair asks if everything is okay, to which Dan replies, I've been walking around the city with one all-consuming, paralyzing thought. Uh, Blair thinks the thought might be, why am I walking around the city when I live in Brooklyn? Joke <laughs> <laughs> the episode. But no, it's, what if my dad and Dorota were right? What if there's another reason we're keeping us a secret? And Dan thinks they're keeping each other a secret because there might be something more, and he is refusing to go back to Brooklyn until he knows for sure. And he continues to move closer and closer to Blair. Uh, Blair's like, I can guarantee it, but, uh, you know, just so you're secure, what do you have in mind? And Dan just wants one kiss. Then Dan can know, without a doubt, uh, and uh, that, you know, there's nothing more there. Blair supposes that would work. One kiss, that's that. So they both agree. Blair seems very excited. It seems like, obviously, uh, they just want to kiss each other and are still using this plausible deniability to give themselves an excuse to. Like, oh, we have to, just to see if there's something more. Um, right. And they just stand there. And then Blair finally says, oh, for crying out loud, Humphrey. And she grabs him and kisses him right on the mouth. And just in case you didn't realize this was a huge moment, Colin, it ends on a freeze frame of the big kiss. I have not seen a freeze frame in a minute, and I literally <laughs> thought my video player, like, broke. Until, until like, then the check your laptop to see if it was on fire again. It, yeah. it wasn't until I heard Kristen that was, Bell that I realized yeah. th this was a, a deliberate Oh, it's still thing. going on. <laughs> Love a good freeze frame to, to end the episode. That, that was, they ruined that big moment for me. It was one of the worst pieces of editing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was disgusting. It looked, they made it look like they slammed heads. Yeah, yeah it, was, it didn't make the kiss look very good. No, it made it look aggressive and angry. Well, but before the freeze frame, Brendan, how pumped were you? I was pumped, and it was taken right away from me. Because dare is an exciting risk that you take when uh, I forget the end of, of Colin's famous comment yeah. that uh, has so gone viral since we started it, it the podcast. It just kind of came over me in the spur of the moment. But <laughs> it, I, yeah. I honest, yeah. so when I saw this big kiss at the end, I honestly felt guilty that I'm going to be the guest on this episode because I would imagine this is like a pretty big <laughs> deal and I do not feel like I'm going to yeah. be able to do it justice. 
listen, no one claimed the episode, so that's on, that's on everyone else for not claiming it. It was available, oh, so yeah. we gave it to you, and and I, I think you. No one else could have broken this down better than you, thinking that your computer had frozen. I I am honored to hear you say that. I'm going to continue to just default to agreeing with Brendan uh, along the way here, because that seems to be working (laughs) out for me thus far, but I'm happy to find out. We're we're guessing that out of Yeah, how I feel about how all of this went down. Good thing Brendan isn't in charge of uh, scheduling guests, because you'd be the guest on every episode moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) I'm there. What a long way we've come. I believe the first episode Colin was on, he spent the entire episode accusing Brendan of being a pedophile. And now this <laughs> now this episode, he spends the entire I am not kidding. When we hung that episode him. up, I could not believe what I had just done. Tell, tell, like Probably no less than five times accusing this man <laughs> I had never met in my life <laughs> of having a little, bit, a little too much Ben in him. Hey. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, give, exactly. I give off that energy. It's okay. <laughs> the, the growth arc not, of the Colin and Brendan friendship. The the wiki updaters are having a field day. I, I'm also oh, yeah. not kidding when I say I consciously like told myself before we came on air, don't make any jokes about Brendan being a pedophile because it wasn't funny the first <laughs> time and he probably doesn't even remember. <laughs> and no, when, no, once Gabe brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it was fun. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time. Um, yeah, this we focus all of that that energy on Ben in this episode. So yeah, <laughs> let's get into some segments here. Uh, of course, everyone's favorite. No, not everyone's favorite. My favorite or former favorite segment: user review of the week. Uh, it is not comedy fan this week. It is Alkibiatis, uh, who ah, yes. who said gave it a nine out of ten and said the best episode in 2011 so far. And I guess I might agree. Um, they say. Well, I was quite disappointed with the second part of season four because the first part was really good and I had more expectations. Except the storyline with Dan and Blair, everything else wasn't really interesting. I mean, who cares about Eric's feelings? Really, (laughs) a shot at Eric there. Uh, But this episode changed this. Lily is in Dangerous and is facing jail. Chuck learns a dark secret about his father. And Ben, who I didn't really like him as, like, many people finally... Okay, this is quite the sentence. And Ben, who I didn't really like him as, like, many people, finally he leaves. Well said, but but the best well part, said. but the best part was Blair and Dan. The they finally admit <laughs> the best part was Blair and Dan. They finally admit that they have chemistry, and the end is breathtaking. Well, it's actually a bit weird to see them together, but because it's so wrong in so many ways, it makes it even better. Oh, now we wait until even. April. I guess April was when the next episode was coming out. Um, a very elegant review by Alki Beatus. Um, I mean, I agreed with most of it, to, to be honest. Uh, the uh, the who cares about Eric's feelings was a little harsh, but I am um, I agree that uh, that Ben finally is leaving uh, next week. The episode, as we figured out, is called "The Kids Stay in the Picture." Brendan, do you have any predictions based on the episode title or otherwise? Because I did not ask you for your predictions until just now. Uh, it's it's hard to say um, because if anything, like the the parents wouldn't be in the picture because one might be going to jail. <laughs> so I don't really understand how the kids stay in the picture, though. Yeah, right. The nothing about the parents. The I'm sure it has nothing to do with the plot, so I, I don't <laughs> even know why I'm trying. Uh, the little blurb says that Blair has an epiphany about her future. So we have Blair's epiphany yeah, like to nothing. look forward to. Uh, let's grade the episode. Uh, however many weeks ago it was when we last did this, Brendan, you went first, so I will go first this week. Based on what you have been saying, Brendan, I think I'm going to be a little higher on this. 
the highest grade I've given in this new era of Gossip Girl is a B. Uh, that was the episode where it was Bland ver- Blair versus Dan when both got an internship at Magazine. And I still think that that has been the best plot line of the new era. However, I think that this was the best episode so far, just because that episode, that was the only thing going on in it, and the rest of it sucked. I think this episode has a good Blair and Dan storyline. It, it wasn't as fun as that one, but it was still good. And, like... In this one, the other storylines were good too. I, I think. I, I know you're getting tired of uh, of everything that we've that we've seen, but uh, for me, Dan and Blair uh, continue to be the highlights of the show. So obviously, seeing them have to come to terms with the fact that they like each other and uh, maybe even like like each other is is always fun. The Chuck and Thorpe stuff I thought got a little more interesting in this episode. Uh, at least it's going somewhere now. And Lily turning herself in was something I hadn't seen coming at the time. Uh, Chuck versus Russell is a good matchup. You know, like I've been saying, just when you think one is the upper hand, the other one comes back with something. Nate and Raina verging on pointless, but it's something I guess, I guess I'm happy for them. I guess so. They're they're there, and uh, Serena and Ben obviously still suck, but at least it is uh, it tied into the Thorpe stuff, and at least Ben is finally gone for good. So that's also a positive. Uh, Vanessa, I like that she was just in two scenes and just got dunked on by Lily and Serena, and then they pushed her out of the story, um, and she left. Uh, I love a good reveal. The whole Bart Bass killing. Uh, Reina's mom thing is a good reveal if it's true and uh, then we have the, the everyone's favorite freeze frame at the end of the episode so not, not still not classic Gossip Girl but I, I think it's the best episode of the new era so far so I gave it a B plus uh, Brendan what wow. what did you what did you give it definitely not as high yeah well Lydia Chimiri told me to dislike this episode <laughs> so I went into it with I that. knew Lydia was behind this yeah she was but yeah like you, you kind of mentioned have my feelings on a little bit like I, I have been kind of sick of this happening over and over and over again but it also did sort of end a lot of the uh thorpe first chuck stuff so i'm glad it it's been wrapped it's been wrapped up ben's sort of wrapped up now um we have been getting a lot of blair and dan and it's actually leading up to something great like a classic moment with the two of them it sort of ruined by the horrible freeze frame um <laughs> but at least it's there and it's continuing to be fantastic and they're not ruining it amazingly um and it's a, it's a watchable episode it's, it's a structural structurally sound for the most part it's an episode of tv that it you can watch from is. front to back and it's not like <laughs> absurd especially for this show so i'll give it a c minus okay, i didn't enjoy wow. it at all okay except all right, for blair and dan you didn't enjoy it at all but you're willing to admit that it is an episode of television yeah i think that's where i land all right uh colin where are you going with this episode grade so i would have i think been a lot more inclined to give it at least a decent mark just based on my guy, Michael Boatman being here in the first (laughs) place. I did enjoy quite a bit of this episode. I think over the course of this podcast, you guys have brought me down on it just by virtue of learning (laughs) about the whole Ben backstory. And now this is kind of like his big send off where the record is all cleared and he's good to go. I don't know how much I love that (laughs) the same time. There was enough in here that I legitimately and like non-ironically did enjoy. Uh, I'm sorry, is there Dorota? What's her name? The Dorota, yes, yes, she was great. I I think I am ultimately going to go a little lower than I originally was thinking I would go, just because of the Ben of it all. And also, I got to dock some points for Blair's hat. I mean, my God, I am not a fashion guy (laughs) at all, but that was just an atrocity. Uh, I am going to give it a C+. Okay, so splitting the difference a little bit. Certainly not the A that you gave the last episode, but uh, not quite just fully agreeing with Brendan as you've been doing this whole this whole podcast so C plus I'm sorry to to appropriate other (laughs) uh, outside nomenclature there but I I feel like we're close enough 
Yeah. Close enough. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. Um, MVP of the episode. Uh, I'm going to do my best. Uh, my I guess I'm going to do my best Colin impression and just agree with Brendan and give MVP to Lily this week as, as Brendan, as Brendan yeah, enjoys like doing a copy of uh, a copy of a copy at this yes, point. The copy. Yes. Uh, Lily could have easily continued to fight this and I'm sure she would have gotten away with it, but she takes accountability for what she did, even though uh, we were rooting for her when she did it. And she turns herself in and she ends up looking like the good guy after all is said and done. Uh, and she does it for, you know, strategic reasons so that it can't be used against Chuck anymore. And she does it so that she can finally be a good mom to Serena. So, uh, you know, and then watching her work together with Chuck is always great. So I will give it to her. She is the MVP for me this week. Brendan, are you giving your girl Lily an MVP as well? Or are you going to continue the trend and just give Blair an MVP every week? Uh, neither, actually. Whoa! Uh, Lily doesn't get it for me just because uh, she likes Ben by the end of That's the episode. That's true. That is true. Um, Blair was great as always. But I think I maybe even enjoyed Dan a little bit more. He's, okay. He continues to be part of this my favorite duo on the show. And we, we talked about earlier how... Much we love confident Dan. He looked great this episode too. Uh, he gets to kiss Blair by the end, and I I think for me personally, I know that's not the same for everyone on this, this panel, but kissing Blair is better than kissing Dan. Okay, all right. So, so you are doing your MVPs based on who got the best <laughs> who got the best person to kiss of the, of the episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, no, that's fair. Dan Dan has been having uh, some good episodes recently. Colin, who is your MVP of the episode? So let me begin by saying I I really like both of your choices here. I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, obviously, Vanessa is Watch my. No, I, oh, I, I, I mean, I'm tempted to. Do, oh, I'm, no. I'm kidding. I'm tempted to do it just to force <laughs> that to be a part of the official record. I won't go that route. I I mean, I'm very tempted to give it to my guy Michael Boatman, but I don't know if I'm. Going if I'm going too far off the board there by not no, giving it to think, one of the like main cast. No, if the the, uh, the rule has been established, if they are even just mentioned in the episode, they are eligible to get an MVP. So yeah. Michael Boatman was full front and center of the episode, so he can get as many MVPs as you're allowed to give, which is one for the record. Okay, I will give him my one and only MVP for <laughs> for this week. It really was a fun kind of blast from the past to have that guy back in my life for the the 42 minutes I got to spend with him. And I will say, uh, the last person to give Russell Thorpe an MVP was your podcast co-host Dom. Oh wow! So you guys are on oh. the same page there, uh, both giving big. Oh, well, Thorpe now I MVPs. definitely want to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. It is locked in. It is Russell, Russell Thorpe with the MVP. Um, let's do the LVPs. I almost gave a posthumous. Is that how you spell that? Say that word. Uh, posthumous, posthumous LVP to to Bart Bass for possibly killing an innocent woman in a fire. But uh, <laughs> oh. what, more, what is more important to me is that it's Ben's last episode, and I can't pass up on the opportunity to give I him know. one final LVP before he goes to the Carter Basin Memorial Oil Rig. So I am giving Ben one, probably one final LVP, unless he is uh, maybe mentioned in a future episode, and I can find an excuse to give him one in a future episode, go. but I will be giving him one for this episode for sure. Uh, ben is an LVP yet again for me. Uh, Brendan, who is your LVP of the episode? Yeah, very similar wavelengths, because I was tempted to give Chuck an LVP for the way he ended the episode as a drunken mess, <laughs> but I can't pass up an opportunity to give Ben one last <laughs> MVP, LVP, so i got to give Bell Bell. Bell VP. Bell VP. Uh, Colin, this is new information to you that Ben was perhaps more of more of a villain than, than you thought watching the episode. So who is your LVP of the episode? Yeah, uh, so 
Ben, obviously a very compelling candidate here. I think I'd probably rather blame his bad behavior on a woman, though. I'm going to give it to Ben's mom <laughs> because that's just All right. society at large. We love blaming women right. here. <laughs> Keeping it in the family. I like it. The uh, the the Donovan Sharp family yeah. is going to get all the LVPs for this Just episode. to be super clear, because it's always funnier when you explain jokes, for anyone unfamiliar <laughs> with me, I was totally kidding uh, about the commentary, <laughs> and I do not want no, to no, no. offend anyone's sensibilities. But I Can't yeah. walk it back now. <laughs> yes, that has been made clear, so anyone updating the wiki, just know that. Uh, that is all the segments except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, and that is Lonely Boys Theater. Except yours, and by the we, way, because you already said some other segment was your favorite segment. Right, yes. Everyone does not include me, of course. My, my favorite is user review of the week. <laughs> Everyone Everyone's else. favorite is Lonely Boys Theater, though. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Uh, and that is... What a... What a what scene are we doing? What, what did I say before the show? Oh, yes. The Chuck Russell Reyna scene where uh, Chuck is confronting Russell Thorpe and then Reyna is uh, playing peekaboo or hide and seek and then pops out at the end. Uh, so it's gonna <laughs> not going to be the whole scene, just going to be a little snippet from it um, in the interest, hopefully, of keeping things under the Ligori threshold. Uh, so Colin has agreed to be Reyna, uh, which means, Brendan, would you like to be Chuck or Russell? Well, I'll check it up. All right, so I will be Russell. Uh, if everyone has their script in front of them, we can get started uh, as soon as Chuck wants. Mm-hmm. I have guests downstairs. And I have the final nail for your coffin. It's just a copy, of course. Perjury, obstruction of justice, bribery of public officials. Why don't we cut right to it? That I can do. You sign over Bass Industries once and for all, or I'll destroy you and your entire family. Hmm. I see that you're pausing. Uh, I'm surprised you even have to think it over. I wasn't thinking. I was... waiting. For what? For me. He was right about What? This whole Uh, time, uh he was right. Whoa! What What a reveal! This is crazy! Oh, man. I really gotta (laughs) say, I felt not much pressure going into that scene, but you guys crushed that to such an extent that as you were reading your lines, I was so nervous that I was going to bring the acting chops average way down. Wow. wow. Thank you so wow. much. Wow. Fantastic what compliment. Phrase? Thank you. Thank you. Hold your applause. I, 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 I had no stress whatsoever 30 seconds ago, and then within a five Mississippi, it was so clear I was in way over my head. Oh no, no! You are you are far too kind. That, that is wow. you. You held your own with your one line as well. That was fantastic. Uh, we all did a great job. Everyone is clapping right now. Um, that is that's everything really, except of course for some plugs. Um, but before that, Colin, of course, we have to thank you for thank joining you, the you. joining the two timers club. Coming on, it was, you know, it was tough picking out a date that all three of us were available. Our summer schedules are famously hectic, and your schedule is famously. Uh, I don't know, interesting? I, I don't know. Where, I don't know. <laughs> that is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Absurd. So we finally figured out time for this. I'm glad we made it work. Uh, Colin, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? And be careful because uh, there are strikes going on, so you don't want to plug anything uh, and get in trouble with your union. Fair, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> Apparently a stronger union, uh, Maddie, than your teacher's <laughs> union with Ben. You've been sitting here dragging this guy the whole time. Uh, yeah, I, no, uh, the... 
same podcast as always. I mentioned it uh, a couple of years ago the last time I was on, and you more recently probably <laughs> heard a British gentleman give a similar plug. It's just Dom and Colin. Wherever you're hearing this, I'm guessing you can find that as well. But otherwise, uh, no, no real plugs outside of that. I guess I'm on Twitter or X. Heard it both ways, at Colin Stone. <laughs> but otherwise, thank you guys so much for having me on here always such a treat and uh look forward to potentially doing the three timers club someday i don't even i don't know how many seasons oh. of this show there are but i'm game whenever you need someone to take over an iconic episode that ends with the, one of the most <laughs> franchise altering kisses in the history of team dramas yes fantastic there are six wow. seasons of the show you've been on for two and four uh you know if these this episode hadn't already been claimed i would just give you the series finale right now <laughs> i don't know that i can handle that kind of <laughs> Pressure. Uh, but well, I, unfortunately, it's already been claimed, so we'll have to figure out a different episode for you to for you to come on for and make the three timers club. But uh, yes, look, very much looking forward to Absolutely. it. Absolutely, um, Brendan. What are you plugging? Uh, still, you know, we haven't been here in a while, but it's still the usual stuff. It's the Happy Boys. It's the Blitzball Boys. Uh, the Happy Boys. There. What have we talked about recently? We talked about some Belgian beer called a frambois um which is weird because that sounds like a french word but it's a belgian beer don't don't look it up uh but we, we had fun talking about that blitzball boys are now doing interviews with more of the jumbo media staff so it's wow. a lot of fun talking about all those people and uh also listen to our oc coverage we have about 20 episodes covered over there on patreon.com slash the hoppy boys pod for three bucks a month you can get s- almost a season's worth of content Return and we will be returning next month with uh, with OC Sandy Boys oh, yeah. coverage. Once our schedules die down a little bit, we will be back in those earbuds. Um, that that everything you got, Brendan? That's everything, baby. All right. As for me, I, I don't even uh, since we've last recorded, I have been on the Talking Texas Forever podcast. Don't know if I plugged that last time, uh, but I was talking Friday Night Lights, which of course are two of our favorites, Michelle and Liz, uh, friends of the podcast. Uh, also, oh, yeah. podcasting about teen dramas on their Total Betty Podcast Network. So check my episode out. I recently listened to it. I was great on it. They were great on it. Uh, and then listened to all the episodes <laughs> as well. Uh, that was fun. Uh, me and friend of the show Lita both saw the movie Theater Camp today. Not together, just uh, just happened to see it same day, same time. And she came away from it saying that it was her favorite movie. I am not quite that high on it, but I did really love it. So Theater Camp, fun time. I have all time. Uh, that, Lita texted me when she finished the movie and said, "I think that's my favorite movie." So I, I did not <laughs> I did not ask her to extrapolate. I just took her word for it and said, "Okay, favorite movie." All right, hearing no okay. objection, I'm ready to call that Lita's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> So her favorite movie, I it, it's not even my favorite movie of the year because I still think Barbie movie was better, but it was it's definitely up there. I had a really good time. Uh, Lydia Jamiri just texted me that it's her favorite movie, so I like it. I like it too. I love that you still keep in touch with Lydia, Lydia Jamiri and just <laughs> yeah, ask her for calls. movie opinions every, every <laughs> That's week. It, nothing else. Stay tuned for Brendan and Lydia's movie podcast <laughs> coming to the network. Um, I started watching Summer. I turned pretty. I'm up to season two, almost oh, all caught up. That's fun. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's you know mm. people are obsessed with it. It's not like the you know I prefer Gossip Girl to it, but it is uh, it's oh. it's a fun uh, it's a fun teen drama. Uh, okay. Front Bottoms on the day this is released, Front Bottoms will have a new album. Uh, so check Hell that out. Yeah. You, you are who you hang out with. Looking forward to that. Awesome. And then uh, now that we have crossed the Ligori threshold, I can uh, I can safely end the podcast now, now that now that I know he's no longer listening and has uh, angrily turned know off. where to get in mm-hmm. contact with us. 
(laughs) 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 So, um, you can follow me on Twitter or X or the, the app formerly known as Twitter at Maddie fresh 24, uh, not tweeting as much as I used to because the, uh, the, it's really, really going downhill at a fast, alarming pace, but I am still there, so you can follow me there at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will have another great guest, and we'll be breaking down Season 4, Episode 18, The Kids Stay in the Picture. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Lonely Boys. Bye-bye. Ooh, you did it. Nailed it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.